and welcome to the Movie Podcast. My name is Shabazz, and of course, I'm joined by my two other lovely co-hosts, Daniel. Hello there. And Anthony. Hello there. Hey, okay, I don't like any of that. How are you guys doing today? Good, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. Yeah, we it, took a week off. We took, it felt like longer though. We took a year off. It feels like we've been off, even though we've put out a lot of different reviews and episodes yeah. in the last two weeks... Uh, it just feels like weird being back in this format, but it's a good weird. It's I missed good, it. A good I missed weird. it a lot. Yeah. It's been, a, been good. This week has been good. It feels like we've been away for a bit, but... Yeah. We, were, we were away, though. We were at TIFF. We were at TIFF. Yeah. We were down the street. Down the street. <laughs> we were down the street in the great city of Toronto, uh, or for our Americans, Toronto, uh, Canada. Yeah, they're like, hold on. Where were you? Yeah. Santorino? <laughs> Santorino. I was like, I beg your pardon? Yeah. We were in Toronto. We don't see the extra T. We don't. Don't pronounce the second no. T. You'll fit right in. That's how you know you're, we you know how you're a fake person. Oh. When you say the second T, I'm like, that's, I know you're not from. We got him. Take him away, boys. Take him away, boys. Shay, how are you doing, though? Sorry, I was going to say, do say, you, say your thing. Do you, do you say Toronto when you're outside the country? Did we talk about this? I feel like we talked we, about uh, Which, we, did we talk about this on a show? We, I think we, we might have talked about it. It slips out. I, I'll be honest. Vu, oh, I swear. We, oh, we definitely dude. spoke about this to three Does of us. Does that count, though, by the way? No, because I, I didn't hear it. Okay. And also, like, it was subtle. You didn't finish all the letters. Yeah. yeah, we have to say no, clearly. I thought you could have finished the letters right now. Does that count? No. Okay. Yeah, we we're, we can't spell on the show. We either. didn't really use any of them during our review episodes. I think review episodes we get no Fs, no Fs given. But in our Monday episodes, man, it's like put it, put it, put it. it's like Animal House in here. We're just oh my god, throwing out all the Fs, <laughs> throwing out all the Fs. We'll uh, go for the record one day. But yeah. how are you though? Or I'm good. I'll answer your question yeah. first, and. I don't know if I I don't know if I do it subconsciously, but I don't think I say the extra T when I'm outside because people will usually look at me like, "What the hell is Toronto?" And I'm like, "Oh no, sorry, I meant Toronto." Toronto, T U R O N. And they're like, "Oh, the Great White North. How's your beaver?" And I'm like, "Oh, because when I that's a personal question." First off, when I when I'm outside the country, I will say Toronto, Toronto. Because I'm which one though? Toronto. I will say Toronto. So you're are you conscious about it? Because when I'm talking about my heritage where i'm where i grew up where i live <laughs> i'm giving it that in that you know that precedence of yeah i live in toronto not toronto because I'm, right i'm right. not in toronto right now but toronto this is where i live this is yeah. the greatest city in the world you want to mess with people yeah, yeah, yeah. just tell them you're from ontario oh. and they'll be like what california? what is that yeah, what? california ontario, ontario yeah, exactly. california wow welcome welcome yeah do you say the extra t uh i don't but sometimes like anthony like out. If you if you're trying to like enunciate and be like, oh yeah, I'm from Toronto, but it feels weird when I say it. Like, I don't I'm very, like it. I'm aware when I'm saying the second T. Yeah, because I take a shower after. I feel because gross. I feel like when we're when you're outside the country, we'll we'll use the United States, yeah. and you mention Toronto, you want to make sure that they know where you're like you know. You need to know I'm from Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. Not from no anywhere else. Toronto is you know the center where I'm from. It's yeah. where I'm from. Because if I say Toronto, like, I don't give a shit about my own place. Right. When I say Toronto, I'm telling you. I am from Toronto. I'm, I'm, fu- I'm, Speak this, is, this is my land. Yeah. <laughs> this land is your, your land. land. This land is, is my land. land. Um, yeah. I, I, I put respect on it. That's oh, all. for sure. That's I, all. I can tell you put respect on the name. Um, I've noticed, and I've, we've had a lot of people say this to us, especially people we've interviewed, um, when we tell them, oh, yeah, we're from Toronto. And they're like, oh, yeah, people from Toronto really love that they're from Toronto. I 
I and I agree. I agree. We we really, wear that. We're very proud because every time we go downtown, we'll take pictures of the CN Tower like it's our first time looking at yeah, it. Yeah, even though it's our, but we haven't stepped foot in the CN Tower since we were kids. No. Also, the probably the rest of Canada hates Toronto. Yes, the so rest of Canada does. We're like, Toronto. yeah, Toronto. Yeah, and everyone else is just like, and it's rightfully so. Toronto, ugh, you yeah. know. Yeah, it's true. Do you guys have you guys ever gone somewhere and you know told them you're from Canada or Toronto and they've asked you a weird question like you know the, the typical polar bear or whatever? But what have is is there any question you ever gotten one time that was like oh that's a weird one? There's definitely have been. I'm I'm blanking on them right now. Again, if you're one of our American listeners, you have questions about Canada or Toronto, <laughs> we'd love to be your guys. Right, write them in. Hello at the moviepodcast.ca. I um I think for me I'll go because I have one. Um, I got asked uh, if we have swimming pools and I I wasn't sure what that was in relation to yeah i was like yes we have swimming pools like like outside and also indoors i know what a pool like, like they were you, just stunned you, like, oh you wow just, you just got to mess with them more man like i have swimming have. pools i'm like no of course not i'm like what, sorry, what, no no we can't have swimming pools swimming and, pool you know we what don't do, you do with that what's this like, we have the great lakes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we have lake ontario that i swim in no all the pools have been turned into rinks to play hockey on yeah oh, no that's okay. also true um that's funny, yeah. I remember like my mom having like a business trip in Texas growing up, oh. and she her coming back saying, "Yeah, somebody asked me if we lived in igloos," and I'm like, mm. "No, we have houses." <laughs> Your mom just dusted off all the snow off. Yeah, I'm like no, no, no. I'm like no, no, no. It's such a funny like it's just to think like that was what how many twenty years ago? Yeah, probably. Say. And now it's the same question asked, and these there are people who you know ask the same or play that same joke yeah. over and yeah. No, like, do you guys have any questions about? Our American listeners that you don't think they know about, or worldly what? listeners, like questions. I'm like, oh, you you're from uh, New York City. Uh, do you, you get stabbed every day? Uh, no, I I think we're <laughs> we're uh, so you're getting mugged. No, no, we love we love our American. <laughs> Just want to be clear. We love our American. Listeners. We love everybody. Um, I I'd say Canada's a lot like America, except healthcare and less guns. Mm-hmm. That's, that's fair. Well, yeah. Also. A lot less people. A lot less people. Well, yeah, yeah. duh. Well, I don't like the way you said that, first of all. We have like 36 million people in Canada. That's in California. That's, like, that's the state like of 39. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, less people, but also yeah. less guns, less um, health care issues. Like, I, I could shoot Anthony right now. And I we will. also have. Let me just and, get my and gun. Anthony would apologize to you, too. I would, I say, I would the say there are certain things that you can't get in Canada that you can get in the States. And we'll like utilize, like, I'll say cereal. There's certain cereals you'll never get here. Yeah. Well, it's like chocolate. Yeah. Like, yeah. I remember my friends ask me in the States to always bring them Aero chocolate bars. And I'm like, okay. And I feel like I'm smuggling them when I'm crossing the border and they're melting usually when I'm bringing them there. But yeah, Aero chocolate bars. We take them for granted. And also ketchup chips. Ketchup chips is another one. All dressed, I believe. Yeah. I love that. Our, you know, our all dressed, I think they have there. I feel like they have all dress strips here. They're, just, they're, the they're just sitting right now in their chairs like, what the fuck is all, all dress? What is it dressed with? Yeah. Also, isn't like, aren't the, like Kit Kats different in the yes, States? They are. They're, they're made by a different company. By Hershey's, they do them there, I believe, right? Yeah. yeah. We have uh, Nestle. Nestle, that Nestle Toolhouse. Have you ever had a Japanese Kit Kat? Yes. yes. All the different, you know, green tea, yeah. Yeah. matcha, all that. Yeah. It's interesting. Well, welcome to the Toronto podcast. Because yeah. uh, <laughs> no, we you know it's always nice to have a little the Toronto conversation. Movie, the Toronto movie podcast. Just in case for the podcast that's uh, number one we podcast be, excited for the Kevin Hart movie. S- <laughs> the Toronto man. What's it called? Toronto, again? The Toronto man. Man, Toronto. From, man, from, man Toronto. from Toronto. Man from Toronto. Is it man from Toronto? They should definitely change the name to, to Toronto man. Like Toronto that, man. Like they. 
have not done any research to know that that's what we call people from here. Yeah. Um, we should add a little maple leaf in our name to be like super lame. <laughs> like uh, like, like every other like Canadian company. I'll be I'll it. be honest. Like looking at the the United the U.S. McDonald's logo always throws me off. I'm like, oh, do, why doesn't it have a red maple leaf in the middle of it? I don't know why we do that. It's so but tacky. it looks but it looks like normal to me now. Like, well, it I looks look, normal to us. For I don't sure. look see it different but people always treat like oh it's canada so throw up that maple leaf. throw them let them know where from yeah we got maple yeah have you just seen maple leaves around a lot by the way Do on trees yes yeah, so like on trees often? my yeah. tree in my front yard maple has leaf a maple leaf tree? Tree. Yeah. yeah also it's drawn a privileged day yeah privileged trees <laughs> <laughs> i don't think like it's a privilege <laughs> thing i'll be honest it's, it's the most city. common tree in canada shady tree. Shady. it really is i thought it's, i was going somewhere with it no, but i have i i don't Shay, have any. Shay tried to get us like yeah you yeah, guys you guys leave some like maple leaf i'm american Shay, by the way every tree <laughs> it's just you it's just but, me blood <laughs> i could go to the hospital as soon as <laughs> <laughs> no i'll go it's fine i'm so sorry as always you can catch a brand new episode of the Movie Podcast every single Monday and watch out throughout the week for review episodes and all the latest movies and series. Make sure to follow us at the Movie Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Letterboxd. And you can send us an email at hello at themoviepodcast.ca. Don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, join our Discord, and check out all those show notes down there at the bottom or the top, wherever show notes are on the app that you're on. That's what I'll say. Makes sense. We're still in the hunt, though. For 205 star we'll yes. find it we we got a review recently do you mind, Dan, do you mind pulling it up i will pull it up get a chance. Right now. and it was i really liked this review it was super cool and we're gonna try to do this more often where we read them out to the show because we've got a lot that have been sent in we have gotten um, a lot we can we'll, what we can do is we'll wait till the mailbag to do is that okay uh you you give me the word you give me the mailbag sound but we have but we now have an actual sound that we can use instead of the slurpy mess that I was doing before. I know, but you Did know, we still do the slurpy mess? Today we'll do the slurpy mess. Okay. All right. Uh but before we get to that, let's jump into some announcements. Daniel, hit us uh, those announcements. You know, we've been on the last two weeks for TIFF, so my biggest thing and I want to remind you, definitely check out all the awesome reviews we've been putting out. We have some more TIFF reviews that are going to be trickling trickling out through the week. We're going to be talking about TIFF later on in today's episode. Uh, but definitely check out our review of Dune. Oh, I'm playing an episode for you right now. Oh, that's that's meta. That's it's an episode within an episode. Are we in the Matrix? We are in the Matrix. It's in all simulation. Uh, our good friend of the show, Case Kirby, dropped a hilarious uh, Dune review without Dune without context. I, Dune I without context. You, I know you guys shit on me about the fucking analogy. Whoa, that's your second Hold one, on. dude. When I say my analogies, they trend. When okay? I was listening to the episode again, and you got to the the mcdonald's burger thing i was like i still don't get it dude you, i was when i thought of it her. you you just saw math you saw numbers I, <laughs> I saw there's a there's a there's a gif out there of a woman who's like melting yeah you know the scene in and raiders yeah at the end of raiders me. yeah that was that, that was me shame. that was scared really me but scared. yeah case kirby on twitter dropped a hilarious student review spoilers without context it's a big mac cut in half it's our logo for the show, but it's the book podcast because yeah. I think I made a joke that that's the book podcast. Yeah. Uh, what is it? What is their handle? Give them a shout out. Give them a follow. Oh yeah, it's uh, Case Curb. So C A S E K I R B. Missing the Y. Uh, sorry, no Y. No Y. No Y on that. No. But uh, then it's uh, <laughs> it's like Philosopher Stone cover, and then it's like just a Google search of Dune lore. Yeah. So it's just I I had a we got we got some like serious comments about our Dune review and we did, it's yeah. funny. Because those people 
don't realize we liked the movie. We did like the movie, yeah. But yeah, that that was that was interesting. But yeah, check yeah. out our Dune review. Check out our Last Night in Zoho review. Spencer, there's lots of TIFF reviews up there. Um, also check out our like our What If review and reaction. Uh, of course, you already know we've had some incredible special guests on the show. Most recently, we had Young Lee, the action designer for Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Check that out. And then obviously this week, there's always something to listen to. So we'll have lots more coming. We're getting into a really busy season. We're getting into like blockbuster season again with venom coming with james bond coming and then lots venom versus james bond venom versus james yeah. bond who's gonna win i don't know but they, whoever wins has to face the winner of Candyman versus shang chi uh, so geez, this is the new bracket <laughs> oh shoot this is the new bracket Wait, eh? who, there was another one the other day that i mentioned no, I think that was it. Shang-Chi versus... It was the one half of the Big Mac versus the other half of the Big Mac. <laughs> no, it was, <laughs> it was something to do with Spencer. What? Oh, who's, <laughs> who's Diana, who's Diana going to fight? I forgot. It was a good one. All respect to Diana, was, but she's not going to show up It was Princess Diana fight. versus Candyman, because there's that scene in the... She looks in the mirror. Oh, yeah, with, oh, the, with the reflections, yeah. yeah. I'll be honest, she's going to lose. She's not going to win <laughs> that fight. She's not alive yet. That, yeah. Damn. Yeah. It's dark. Yeah. One love. One love. But honestly... The, uh, Thank you guys for all the support in the last couple weeks, and it's been a wild ride with our reviews kind of just dropping. Some great and feedback from people. Great feedback, great feedback. Lots of new listeners. So if you're new to the show and you've made it, you know, 13 minutes into us just talking about Toronto and... Now knowing us, you know us more. You know us, you're part of us now. You can't leave anymore. This is what happens when I host. You know, I don't like to get to the business right away. I like to go slow. You know, I love... You make it sound like when the logo, when the sound drops for us, we're like, let's get into the news <laughs> right away. Let's get serious. Shay, Shay's serious. just like, nah, let's, you know, let's, let's, let's get, play it. Hey guys, let's take it easy. We're going to play some just, smooth jazz. What's that, what's that Drake thing? That Drake line? Let's rewind we didn't this. Even talk, we didn't even talk about Drake. That's so funny. We should have talked about Drake when we were talking hold about Drake. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We should have. Let's rewind that. Rewind. Yeah, yeah, from Pound Cake. Wait, yeah. no, it was Pound Cake? Yeah. Anyways, yeah, we like Drake. I mean, he's we're from a, he's I, Toronto. You're from Toronto. You have to. It's on a passport. Um, maybe he could listen to the show. I think he does. Yeah, Drake, if you're listening, dude, just just come on the just show. Drop man. a bar. Just you know, you're you're an executive producer on Euphoria. Let's talk it's about true. season two, three, two, two, two. Yeah, let's talk about it, man. Too long, too long. <laughs> season too called? long. Well, it's been in the works for too. <laughs> it long. has been in the world for a while. Have man. they shot it yet? You know. Uh yeah. Well, they shot the little mini, two little the side mini, one, right? uh, the mini episodes. Yeah. yeah. The... We'll see. Well, let's. First, do the mailbag. So I will, I'll do the sound. But you do the sound, don't you? Or don't you do something for No, it? you do. I go, mailbag. I started a long time ago in a galaxy far away. But, and uh, now you've, you've, you've handed have, it off to me? You've taken that mantle. All right, let me go. Mailbag. Uh, was it the Cass Gonzalez one? I No, it was the one from... Oh, I'm so the, sorry, Cass Gonzalez. She no, didn't you, like your review. He can, uh, <laughs> I would love for you to read that one. No, read, let's read both of them. Okay. The one that was also from... You know, about, something about coffee... Go coffee. It was the one from the United States. Oh, it's the U.S. one. Okay, I'll, get, I'll pull one. that one up for you. Uh, but let's get the Cass Gonzalez one. Cass says, I came across the movie podcast a few years ago, and I was immediately hooked. The hosts provide really great insight, cover all angles of the movie they review, and are so fun to listen to. If you're looking for a well-thought-out complete... Oh, sorry. If you're looking for a well-thought-out commentary with a lot of charisma, check out this podcast. No. She clearly only ever listened to one episode, because yeah. we are... Thank you. Uh, we're, no, we're all those things and more. Thank you. Well, I mean, nice. the charisma part is interesting because he must have only listened to episodes that Anthony wasn't on. Damn. I, I, I'll, I'll say it. I don't have I'll, charisma. I'll see myself out. No, you do have charisma. Oh, now I do have charisma. Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> I, I'm confused. Do you want to be upset or not? <laughs> I think you have great charisma. You got a great smile, too. 
I got so. Uh, where, where am I going with this? By the way, I, I don't know. Remember that one time you asked us, "Would would you if we told you we loved you? How would how would you feel turning us down?" And I was hurt. When did what was this? We were driving back home. So okay, this so, is a side sorry, story. I was, to think, was this on the show? This is on, this is that on, was, we were driving car, back yeah. home, and Anthony looked at us. He's like, "You know, like I would hate to turn one of you guys down if you told me you loved me." And we're like. What the hell? Like, how long have we been in this car ride for? And <laughs> why are we telling we you we love you? But it's because of Spencer. It was was it because of Spencer? Yeah, the scene Spencer. in Spencer. That's right. We don't want no spoilers though. No but, spoilers. Uh, but I mean, it's a true. And life, then I but. said, yeah, I would have to let you guys down. Yeah. If you were to say, I love you. And then we were very clear, like Anthony, thank you, we're flattered, but no, we don't love you. Yes. Did you say that? Or no, you took it to heart. Like, I took it to heart because I, I did feel like it was uncalled like There for. was a potential that I would say yes. I would hope you would but say I said, yes. I would say I'd yes like to you. love you in a different way. But I would like, lead you on and then I would immediately crush you. No, those are people. Those, those, I have people in my life that do that. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you got for Caffeine us? Movies 3 hosts. This is a five-star review from our good friends in the States. This is from Wookie in cross mm-hmm. uh, dancing with six feet is more complicated than dancing with four especially to a salsa now I, this is the first line in the review yeah. I immediately thought that was something Anthony said on the show because <laughs> it sounded like a weird like Anthony like an Anthonyism a- Anthonyism right yeah uh, these three cinephilias make it sound easy there is a great exchange of comedy, information, and companionship happening between, between these three hosts highly recommend to those who enjoy caffeine movies or the number three Shit, I just got the first line right now. It took me that long to figure that out. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm I like, did see six you. feet. Oh, we're I, three people. I did see you trying to figure this out. You were writing it down, too. And you're like, carry the four? Carry the four? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I like that review. I, that, was like really, that, that was a really very, fun. very creative review. I Unique. Really I love that it. Review. Yeah, very, that was a really fun Very one. sweet of them. We got, we, the problem is we can't see the American reviews easily on our side. Um, we do have to go through some loopholes. But hey, we love reading them. Because they're full of just fun stuff. Is there another one? You, I think you're looking at another one, aren't you? Uh, oh, yeah. There's one from Case Kirby as well that we didn't read on the show. Okay, let's go It's called The it. Perfect Podcast. So Ooh. we're already off to a great start. Uh, such a great balance of humor and information. These guys really do a good job of reviewing movies and news in the entertainment industry. Love listening to them. Love it. And now, that's a double, double Case Kirby for you today. Uh, double CK. Double CK. Yeah, Calvin Klein. <laughs> let's jump into the news. Ooh, that's good. Inside the studios and Apple's frenzy to get Christopher Nolan's next film. This is coming from our good friend of the show, Boris Kidd. It's been a while. I feel like we haven't read a Boris Kidd. It's been a while since we've had a Boris on the show. Yeah, (laughs) Since we've had a Boris on the show. This is obviously Boris Kidd, you know, reporter for The Hollywood Reporter. After a trek to the director's Hollywood Hills compound, Universal, Sony, and Apple learned he wanted total creative control, at least a 100-day theatrical window, Around a hundred million dollar budget, equal marketing spend, twenty percent of first dollar gross, and a blackout period where the studio would not release another movie for three weeks before and after the future. It wasn't a negotiation; it was rather a once in a generation uh, opportunity to establish a relationship with one of the <clears throat> most successful and acclaimed filmmakers of the twenty first century. To the surprise of several insiders, one company's executive class invited to make the trek was Apple Studios, the tech giant that is making a formidable push in the movies and series. 
By September 14th, Nolan had made his decision, and Universal now finds itself in the enviable position of distributing the next film from the man behind the multi-billion dollar grossing Dark Knight trilogy and mind-bending movies including Memento, Inception, and Tenet. Nolan has also has spent uh, almost all of his movie-making time since 2002 working with Warner Brothers, which at one point built a reputation of being the filmmaker studio. Universal just said yes. Daniel, what are your thoughts on this? This was <clears throat> something I think we foresaw coming. Since last year, since the release of Tenet, we've been talking on the show about, you know, Christopher Nolan is not happy. And then when the HBO Max deal happened and Christopher Nolan was a very loud voice in that, I don't know, first of all, I don't know how we heard about the news because he doesn't go on the internet. You read about it in the trades the next um, day. <laughs> you read about it in the trades. Like, what is this? What is the trades? See here. Um... I think that really pissed him off. The fact that Warner Brothers did their thing, didn't ask their creatives what's going to happen. It seems that Warner Brothers figured that compensation out. I think Disney figured that out as well, too. But Nolan is very much an old school filmmaker where he just like, you know what? Let me do my thing. My next movie seems to be a lot smaller budget than what he's traditionally done. It seems like it's going to be a drama, but who knows with him? Um and it's going to Universal. I I thought we were going to see him go to Sony or Paramount. I would have been cool to see him go to Apple. Um, but again, Apple's in the streaming business, right? Even though Apple could give him that money to go on the big screen, I don't know if Apple really wants it's to be in that of, business. It's a, you know? lot, it's, a, it's a lot of rules. It's a lot of rules. And again, this is a big ask. I don't think I've we've ever really heard a director asking this many contingencies. Like, yeah, I want this much money. A hundred day theatrical window, not even 45, which all other movie studios are doing now. And 20% of first dollar gross, a blackout period three weeks before and three weeks after. I just, in my head, I'm like, hey man, if you want all that, good for you. But I'm not surprised that, I don't know, like other, obviously Sony, Paramount, and Apple wanted him. I don't know where Netflix was in this deal, but you know, if you're a caliber of Chris Nolan, yeah, ask for as much as you want, I guess. And well, we know Netflix did want him, remember? Because we read that article. Yeah, the about Netflix it. Netflix wanted him, but, but that they didn't seem to rules? be in the in the conversation here, right? No. Um, this is incredible that he's not going to be at Warner Brothers. It's going to be really weird seeing Universal pop up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I mean, good for him for finding a studio for his next film. But man, like this is like this is just it's. I don't even know what to say. Like, hey, he got what he wanted. Good for him. But I'm also just like. You know the world's also changing too, man. Like, yeah, this there's not enough content in the world that's going to be dropped for it to, uh, to have those kind of theatrical windows and, uh, I guess three weeks before, three weeks after. I guess Universal doesn't really have a lot of their own IPs, other than Fast and Jurassic. Yeah. So yeah. maybe they're like, you know what? We'd love to have Christopher Nolan on our team. It's good to it's good that he's he got what he wanted 100%. Does it make sense for the film that he made he's going to make? I don't know. I just I feel like Universal's just giving him this because they need that name. They need Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Like a 100 day window for a theatrical release is ridiculous. Like what are, are we going back in time now? It doesn't make sense. We we already a 45 day window is all you need. This movie's not going to make enough money for 100 days. It's about what the dude who built the atomic bomb. Yeah, and this is smaller so this budget is very, too. Very dramatic. There's no mind bending sequences in this one. This is like no one's some... going to tell it all backwards. By the way, <laughs> it, 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 it's going to probably be very similar to an imitation game type yeah. of thing with 
with this dude who builds the, who's part of the Manhattan Project. Um, but a hundred day window and the whole like the the checklist of things I need as a director, I need you know committed. It just, I don't know, it puts me in a different perspective of Christopher Nolan and him not wanting to really change with the, the, the trends of what people are going through right now. I'm not saying not having a movie in a theater, 100%, but like 45 days, get a streaming, get, you want people to watch it. You're not going to get everyone into a theater. There are a lot of places in the world that don't have theaters. Mm-hmm. They can access your content, your movie because you want people to watch your movie digitally everywhere else. Um, it just became a little too um, diva-ish mm-hmm. That's looking, fair. At, looking at this, this it's list. It's very like post-breakup, like, you know? Yeah, I'm like, dude, just let it go. Yeah. Make movies. Have fun. Yeah. Like, Don't worry about... But he's oh, very got- much like, I know my worth. I know what I could get. And- 100%. And I'm not, but we all know his worth. Do you think he had a similar deal with Warner Brothers? Because that's what I'm, I know Warner I'm Brothers. I'm trying to do the math right now. Warner Brothers wasn't obviously in the running because they pissed him <laughs> they off. pissed him off. Um, but I'm curious to think, like, th- he must have had some type of relationship with Warner Brothers. Because I'm trying to think now, with every release he's had, they haven't had anything three weeks before or three weeks after. I'm confident he right? had equal marketing and the 20% of first dollar gross. Because I remember that was a big thing for him, the the, the dollar gross thing. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if it was a three-week thing. I, I, I think when I first maybe think about it, it just seemed like something a natural studio would do because it makes sense. Yeah, because not to cannibalize your whole uh, Correct. thing, right? But... um. I mean, yeah, I, I it's just same as Anthony here. I just, I the the thing, the only thing that really kind of just irked me in this was just the hundred day theatrical window because that is very backwards. Like that takes me back to VHS days where you'd watch a movie in theaters and then it would be like six years later it'd be finally available to watch at home because that's what it felt like at least. A mm-hmm. hundred days is just way too long. Forty five days is such a good sweet spot. You make the bulk of your money then, and then you get the opportunity to have more people watch it. I get it. He he obviously wants, you know. He's trying to send a message. He's, well, trying he's to, sending a message, yeah. He's 100%. definitely trying to send a message. He's and trying the, to save cinema. Like, yeah. you're not going to save cinema. You're not going to save. Your, but he's. Your, but I think while he's, he's like, while I'm on this earth, I want to do things like the old school Hollywood way, right? Yeah, and it's, right. And he knows that people might just end up waiting the 45 days for it to show up on a streaming service right. instead of going to go see the theater. Because, again, it's great for us who watch movies in theaters. I'm like, hey, I can watch this again at home soon. But that's such a small area, right? But but for most people, they'll be like, oh, 45 days, I'll wait to watch it. But then, you know, it's interesting because you think about a movie like Shang-Chi, which is also a 45-day theatrical window, but it wasn't advertised that way. So is that why people rush to see it in theaters, not knowing that, yeah, hey, but, so but, soon it'll but, be available? Yeah, but why, like, how do you how do you advertise that? No, I agree, it, it was, I agree it was, with you. No, right? for sure. It was said that, like, hey, 45 days this will be at home, but they're not going to be like in the, <laughs> By the way, only way in theaters. 45 days in Disney Plus. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like um, that, they wouldn't do that. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm looking at like some of Nolan's previous movies, like Dunkirk, for example, pretty much had three weeks before it nothing, three weeks after it nothing. So it's very that much. That was the July release, right? That was July. So the movie that opened up before that was The House, June 30th, comedy. And then after that, the next movie that opened up was August 11th. Um, sorry, Dunkirk came out July 21st, and then Annabelle Creation came out August 11th. So again, weeks, yeah. three weeks. Interesting. But that's not going to stop other studios from releasing no, their films. No, so but it's I think like, I think it's his own within the studio. It's within his own studio, right? right? No, but I'm saying like you're you're putting this precedent that your movie is going to be the 
top, the movie the movie for the, the next movie. the way we're, we're we're going through like we have movies forever in the next yeah let's say two years look at look at years. look at our look at our fall right now with just marvel alone one branch of disney yeah. it's like we have shang chi that just came out we have eternals eternals coming in november in between that we have venom even though it's not a marvel project it's yeah. it's, it's marvel studios it's a marvel project it's going to be connected somehow then we have hawkeye then we have spider-man no way home that's just in the next three months and that's not including all the movies we have in between there where we have no time to die we have last night in soho we have dune and again, we have, we're aware that Hawkeye is a show as well. Yeah, but, but I mean, that. like, just content, because now yes, they're just looking at exactly. it like it's... No, just in case someone tries to challenge you. Oh, for sure. No, you want to challenge me? Not me. I ain't challenging you. No one's challenging Christopher Nolan. No, no one's... <laughs> and even with the idea of, like, a lot of these studios are going to be producing movies that are on their streaming service and not going to the big screen, because there is a, this precedent that, you know, only the movies we think will make a lot of money are going to go to the theater. Why have three... Like, this... It's just this three-week thing. Like, three I, weeks before and three weeks after. You are not allowed to have another film <laughs> under the banner of Universal. Okay, well, what about Fast and Furious? That movie's going to make oh. a lot more money than your movie. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what if there's a situation where you... What if you Fast Buddy, could you imagine? Could you imagine Nolan he's comes not in there? Going to. And he's not going to. No, but now... <laughs> but, he, but, but here's the thing. Two questions for you. Because... Oh, okay. Well, yes. I guess first one's a statement. Universal just announced that... Halloween Kills is going to be day and date. That, I don't oh, think we Paramount. we had a show where we spoke about that yet because right? we were off. Yes, Paramount. No, it's on. It's going to be on Peacock. Oh, Peacock. 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 Yeah. Peacock. Okay, uh, Halloween is Universal. I thought it was on Paramount Plus. I don't um, think it was. Yeah, it's going to be on Peacock. Um, second, do you think this deal because it, it didn't come out as a first picture deal or first look deal? Right. This is just a for a movie, a single movie. Do you think Nolan just feels it out for this movie yeah, yeah. and then is like? Let me let me let me see where I'm going to go next. Yeah, I think I think he'll if he has a good time with all this and he likes working with Universal, then for sure he's going to stay because he's a he's a loyal guy. Twenty years with Warner Brothers. Twenty years, you know. He I'm did surprised they didn't counteroffer it. I bet you they probably said we probably we're not giving did. you a hundred days. Who Warner, uh, Warner Brothers? Yeah, they're like we're not oh, fucking, we we're, we're not Brothers? giving you a hundred days. Yeah, I think Warner Brothers. He probably proposed this to Warner Brothers, and they said. No. I don't during I, the whole HBO Max deal. I don't during, think I don't think he. I think Warner Brothers is probably trying to make deals with him to stay. Yeah, and but, but like, I don't think like that. That the whole list that we Shay just t- gave the middle finger for those the whole list that we just shared. He probably asked Warner Brothers for, it and they probably said no. I don't. I don't think they did. I don't think he even entertained an offer from Warner no, Brothers. I don't think so either. Yeah. I'm just looking at like Boris's like reporting it looked it was just universal sony and apple that were the big ones i'm sure you there was a play from warner brothers i, I think they definitely said please stay and he was we're like, so sorry we're so sorry we won't do it like, again i don't ever want to look at you again frankly my dear i don't give a damn and but got out of there does i don't think warner brothers could have even accommodated that though when you look at their slate next year with all of their movies that are coming out it's just like go especially next year because a lot of things have been pushed but like next year after movie theaters like we thought this fall was going to be busy Next year, from January forward, it's going to be nonstop. I mean, yeah, that's what we hope, right? We hope for that. We're hoping. <laughs> I like the way you. So I know. I hope for that. No, because like we we hope this year will be better, and then look at this year. Like this year is good. We have bond tickets again. I'm yeah. Let's see what happens. Let's see that. what happens. But yeah, next year, you know, hopefully it's good. But yeah, I I I can see one of us being like, come on, dude, we'll give you ninety nine days, and they're like. <laughs> 99? I got 99 problems. Mm-hmm. He yeah. just dipped. 
<laughs> Warner Brothers, you all of them. Oh, oh, that's uh, who was that? Like? Was that, was that Mr. Mr. Z? No, no, that's Mr. Nolan. Oh. That's he just when he's negotiating, so, he gets it's so gets funny when you have a lot of money, you take things personally. It's just, it, it's just, <laughs> but you what I, I, I 100% agree because we look at it like, dude, just they're gonna, they're gonna pay you millions of dollars to make a movie, but I think no, when, I could get paid millions of dollars, but I want this. But that's the thing when you have that much money, the only thing you have, I think, is your word, yeah, and like your. Like you just your worth. your worth, yeah, right. So they approach it like, yeah, I, like money's not an issue for Nolan. This guy has not had to worry about money for twenty years, um, unless he's again. I'm speaking. He's, a, he's in a gambling. Yeah, <laughs> no, but uh, that's why he has to he's keep lost making movies. So much money. No, that's but, why he can't afford a phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he can't afford the the plans. You yeah, know? he's like he's got an iPhone four. Yeah, no, but like here's the thing. We we always talk about even when we we're talking about like the Scarlett Johansson stuff. 100 million dollars yes at the end of the day like when you're dealing with big corporations it's a lot of money but like to them they just treat it like there's like poker chips right it doesn't yeah. mean anything but i think at the end of it they're like in this business it's like your word and your worth and that's what you have to go by at mm-hmm. all times so again happy for him he got a deal i'm glad we haven't we know now that there's another nolan movie coming it's a world war ii film looking forward to it but man like 2023 what? probably because yeah. it starts shooting early next year but again it's one of those things where it's like by the time his movie comes out, the world's going to be even more different for how movies are releasing. Right. We, we, I remember us talking on the show. I remember saying, like, there's still going to be things that happen this year that are going to surprise us. And then literally two weeks later, Halloween kills day and date at home. The day after its Venice premiere. Which is wild. Because, again, it didn't not- do so hot. Right. What accent was that? Black bear. Yeah. But but again, but but that's something where Do you they think were if so... it did well that it would have not been on Peacock? It kind of feels like, it feels like, like it the way like it the looks... media portray- put like the way the news came out, it looks like it, but I feel like it could also just been a coincidence. But like why how much money did you think this movie was gonna make? Yeah. It's a movie about someone who kills. Kills. Like you know, like it's it's just funny that the reviews cause this i mean could they not maybe were they not allowed to say it because it was at a festival like maybe was that something they they were like oh let's not say it's going to be streaming so people still are excited about it because there's still like a negative thing about streaming well they also must know the quality of the film right so they must have known going into it like oh i mean look at dune day and date on dune is and dune's doing actually pretty well we're not internationally yeah but it's it's one of those things where they're like they're going to roll the dice because at the end of the day they see the halloween film that's not marketing for the movie Halloween. That is marketing for their streaming service, yeah. mm-hmm. and that's why they make those big deals. The first Halloween, by the way, made around three uh, two hundred and fifty five million dollars wow. worldwide. That's good, which is pretty great on a budget of ten million dollars. That's that's a huge so, profit, huge. Yeah, I can't see this one doing that much. I just don't it, think it won't a lot now. of people are, yeah, are willing now. to go to the theaters to watch a scary movie this year. You think and the people are? No. Okay. But also... But that's why I think they went... I don't think it yes. was the reviews. I think it was... This movie Thumb is not big it enough. It was bad timing. Yeah. To, and we have to release and, it. And, and they also knew, hey, October, we're right after we're Bond. After we're right after Venom. We're right before Dune and Soho and the French Dispatch. Like, There's a lot happening in October this year. More, more than we've seen in months past. Yeah. All... These are all facts you guys are throwing out there. I just love Universal just said yes. They just said yes. They like done. There must be something in his contract now that the movies can never go to streaming. Like after even after 100 days. 
It's 100 years they go to street back <laughs> That's what it is. It's like copyright? Yeah. <laughs> they have to be locked in a vault. Um, all right, well, let's just jump into our next story, which uh, I'm excited to get Anthony's perspective on. That's why I saved it for his reaction. Paramount may retreat from theatrical to focus on streaming. Why? <laughs> <laughs> from Brandon Katz. I think he wrote it more like, why? Maybe. Or he could have done it like I did. Why? Did I, do, did I do it like that, by the way? I like. I can't remember how I did it. Uh, from The Observer, a 109-year-old studio responsible for some of the most influential cinema of the last century is reportedly stepping back from the medium, and that is a red flag for the industry. When the Walt Disney Company gobbled up 20th Century Fox, it removed one of the six major movie studios from the Hollywood hierarchy. With Fox plucked from the pecking order, Netflix, the most pro- prolific film studio in the world, stepped in to fill the void. But Netflix, as proud couch potatoes and cinest- cinestas, both... What is that word? Cineasts? <laughs> I'm just going to say cinephiles. Both I'm looking. Know. I'm trying to find the word now. Oper- and cineastas. What does that mean? Cineastas. I don't know. Is that Spanish? Uh, stepped in to fill the <laughs> void, but Netflix, as, crowd, as proud oh, couch filmmaker, means filmmaker, and yeah, filmmakers both know, operates in a completely different ecosystem than its theatrical com- compatriots. Compatriots, and the re- ravenous streamers direct-to-consumer model has only grown more valuable during the pandemic. How much more? From March 15, 2020, to September 15, 2021. Netflix's stock price jumped from $298.84 to $577.76. That's about 93%. Thus, nearly every major studio is racing to become the next Netflix, rather than the other way around, and the status quo has forever been altered. Paramount Pictures is now said to be scaling back on its theatrical tentpole productions to focus on titles that will service Paramount+, Plus, while Paramount's parent company viacom cbs has made no such official statement it did recently depose paramount chairman and ceo jim giannopoulos one of the last remaining studio heads with actual film experience for the more streaming friendly brian robbins anthony what are your thoughts on this um i'm not a visionist so when i when i think of this thing like the future of what movies look like um I I'm just this is based on what I see now and what what I think would happen. Films are leading towards streaming. It eventually will happen. It is just that is the trend. I it's sad to see, but movie theaters are not going to be a big part of studio business as they used to be. Um just because we see it happening. We see it now with Paramount <clears throat> switching over to going to a stream, streaming their content more often than having it in an actual theater environment. It's just the way it is. It's just that this is going to, this is how it's going to change. And it's sad to see. I don't think theaters are going to survive. Or they're going to last for another couple of years and then you'll start to see them slowly disappear because people want to watch things at home. It's just the, that's they feel safer at home. They don't have to deal with people. They don't have to deal with the 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 nuance, the, like the noise to get to a theater. They can just do everything at home. They have their sound system. They have their screens. Now you can buy a 162-inch TV. Like TVs are 
cheaper than they ever were. Um, everything's digital now. Why not stream it? We could get it day and date at someone's house instantly and they'll be able to pay for it. It's just, this. it is the way it is. And Paramount must see something because I was super surprised to see Paramount switch yes. over to focus on their streaming rather than having their, their movies come out in theater. And this is a th- studio that has Mission Impossible, Top Gun, Tom Cruise. Like, <laughs> oh, but, you said but three like, Tom Cruise, <laughs> Tom Cruise basically three but times, I, I, right? But I'm thinking about it like, and but it makes more sense to have to really focus on the home experience than the cinema experience. And I know it's oh, and sad. Star Trek as well. It's Star Trek. And I know it's sad. Not a money maker though. But oh, we don't. We know pause. theaters are not making money. Like you know, before COVID, they weren't making money, and they, the ticket prices were going lower and lower and lower. Even though we were hitting those billion dollar films, that's because you know those ticket prices were a lot higher than they were a couple right. of years ago. Like it all, and with inflation and people just having the the money to spend on certain things, it makes more sense to stream it. I know, and it's sad. It's sad. Like, I, I, but this is. I think the future is streaming, and that's where a lot of you know Paramount's thinking is going towards. Anthony, you're right. Like, there's literally when when you look at it, Paramount is reading the writing on the wall. All the studios know what know what the future holds. What no one wants to say. We've we've introduced a convenience. Netflix change the world in the sense of how we could watch movies first off by they they killed blockbuster by making it that you don't have to go to a store to rent it they'll mail it to you now they're like hold on let's just cut out the mail and let's just beam it to your house and that convenience forever changed the way we watch movies people will always choose we're guilty of it too if we got an option to watch like a movie at home we'll watch it and it also depends on the movie for us right right but that's not the case for most people. 100%. And I think of watching a movie like Dune or Last Night in Soho at the film festival. And I love being at TIFF this week. We're going to talk more about it. Um, but it was also one of those things where it's like, you know, having access to that TIFF app, app was really cool too. And like being able to watch movies that way. There are definitely movies that will change the worlds when they release, be it on streaming or in theaters. Um, I always love going to the theaters because it's just... One, I love the bigger screen, which is great. I love that I could be in that world and just be immersed in it and not have to worry about the outside world. And especially after the last year of watching movies at home, but nice being back at the theater. But I know we're now in the minority. I also know that people aren't going to be showing up to the theaters as much unless it is for a big event movie. So the movies that are struggling, the the superhero movies aren't struggling. Tom, Tom Cruise, Mission Impossible movies, they're not struggling. Top Gun's not going to struggle. It's everything else. It's the movies that aren't the big blockbuster pulls. It's the middle movies. It's the medium budget movies. It's like the, the comedies with a $50 million budget. Those are the ones that are struggling and sinking and failing at the box office. So they go to streaming sites. They go to Netflixes. They go to wherever. And I think theaters will always stick around for those big films. But I think going forward, we're going to see that either theatrical window shrink that 45 days shrink or we're going to see day and date we're going to see that premiere access happen a lot more to give people the choice but i think anthony's right again in the sense that maybe in a couple of years we'll start to see some theaters close up shop we've already seen it happening a lot in the states we haven't really seen it happen too much in canada yet but 
it's going to be just a matter of time. I'm looking at the list of, you know, the most profitable Paramount, Paramount films of the last, their whole existence. And, at least the last 30 years, you could say. And you look at the top 10, and number 10, Transformers. Number 9, Madagascar. Shrek Forever After, 8. Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, 7. Mission Impossible Fallout, 6. Shrek the Third, 5. Transformers, 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 Titanic. And it's like, those are, with the exception of the Titanic, it's all franchise films. And again, those aren't the movies that are struggling. It's everything else that is going to struggle. When are we getting our Titanic franchise? I've been waiting for Titanic 2 for <sighs> That's a while. Go, well, it's going to come to Paramount Plus. It's going to get an iceberg spinoff. Yeah. Story about the iceberg. It's about what the iceberg was doing yeah. during the time. It's just like... It's two and a half hours of just ice. <laughs> like the Batman... Dude, Warner Brothers has greenlit two spinoffs for Matt Reeves' Batman movie. Yeah. Penguin and Gotham PD. And it's like... They're all streaming. They're all streaming. Look at Suicide Peacemaker. Squad. Peacemaker. They know the power. Oh, Dune as well is getting a spinoff in HBO right. show. Right. So it's like they know the power of, okay, we're going to make supplementary content that people are actually going to be able to watch at home. Um, my biggest thing, if if this is our future, get the rights sorted out. Like Crave, you know, we're, we have Crave here. Crave has been okay. But it's like get us HBO Max. Get us yeah. Paramount Plus proper. Make sure the content, and that's what Netflix has nailed, is mm-hmm. that all of Netflix's original content doesn't matter where you are in the world, you're going to get it. Yeah. Day and date, same country, same content. Like You need to make it universal the same so people actually will buy into it. If, if HBO Max came to Canada tomorrow, we'd all subscribe. Would 100%. We not? Yeah. You know, like, I would love to have that. I don't have, want an app within an app. You know what I mean? I don't, want, so... I don't want to wait uh, uh, three months for a movie to, from theaters to be on. Like, what, it, it upsets me when, you know, HBO Max is getting Dune day one. But again... We get it in theaters, which is great, but we don't have a an at home option at all, right? Because, it's just weird because we're also the kind of people that, and again, such a small group of people, like less than a percentage, we would go watch it in theater still, and then come home and be like, "Oh, cool! I want to watch it again. Let's watch it on HBO Max." Like we would be the kind of people that would do that because we want to experience it in the theater the way you know the to you know keep the integrity of Denise' vision, <laughs> and then come yeah. home and be like, "Okay, now that we've seen it that way." It's easier to just kind of watch. Where in the past, we would go to the theaters four times in a weekend to watch something, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Will that happen anymore if things are day and date at home? Probably not. And that's the fear of the theaters. And again, we love the theaters here, We, but we are so, are trying to be realistic. We know that there is, there is a dawn coming. Will there ever be a movie that makes anywhere close to what Avengers Endgame did? Now? Now. Going forward. Because that movie made that much money. On multiple repeats viewings, like that's how that movie made that movie made no. so much money. It was people going to see it? I saw Endgame what five? We saw it five times, four something, or five times. Like that. My brother saw it nine. Crazy. You know? I don't think so. We have to take in the fact that, like, if you compare it to Titan- Titanic, Titanic had that much money, but the ticket prices were a lot a cheaper. Lot lower, yeah, they were a lot lower. So that means a lot more people went and to no watch competition it, either, and no competition. I don't think a movie, like, I don't, th- I don't think for a really long time, maybe, and again, we don't even know how long superhero, like, superhero hype will die. It eventually will. Like, it's never going to, it's not going to be consistently there. We, we see, we saw it with, you know, Batman and in the 90s, and it was like this phenomenon thing. No matter what Batman was been put on the screen, you know, we, we went to go watch it, but it wasn't making the money that it was making that Batman's make now or, or Marvel's universe makes now. 
that will eventually die. It has to. It's just it'll come full circle. It's it like won't, fashion, right? It won't last forever and ever and ever. Like even comics, people don't just start reading comics in the past ten years compared to what they were in the nineties and the eighties. Right. It'll eventually come full circle. It'll change. It's going to change. change and yeah. something else will take over. And what that is, we don't know. But we, you know, Disney can't bank on Marvel forever. They can't bank on Star Wars forever. They have to find something else. They will. And if and that's I, the, what's the next event after, after superheroes, what are, do, what would I pay money to go to the theater for? Is it not even superhero movies now? Is it, is it something like, like Dune? Like is Dune going to be that new universe that people Dune's, get invested Dune in? Dune is not consistent enough, is not committed enough to be a lock-in for that. Because there's so much like ambiguity around that that um, franchise, it's just put a stain on it. You guys are all right. I mean, like this is this is all correct. This is a this is this is a huge thing that just occurred. Like again, all of it is a maybe. We don't know, but I mean, if the CEO that's currently in power right now. That's their big thing. Yeah, we can totally see it happening. And um, it's going to be curious. I mean, do we now see uh, Transformers Beast Wars or what are they calling it? Beasties. Beasties. <laughs> what was it called Transformers here? Beast Wars, right? Is, is that what they're calling it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, do we see that going day and date? Paramount Plus as well. 100% it will. It will. Next, It comes out next year, right? Yeah. yeah. I think it will. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I honestly, I, I don't know what they're going to do. And I think... I think what's sad about this is obviously Paramount is one of those iconic studios. That's one like the classic film studios that you always think of the stars coming in over the water. Um, They've made some of the most iconic movies ever. Um, And now here we are. I mean, no one is immune to this. The only way to get through it is to adapt. And I think we've seen Warner Brothers adapt. We've seen Disney adapt the most i think which disney plus disney plus is a juggernaut and i think now um you know peacock is, is something i feel like peacock's going to rebrand or do something down the road because again it's only really there for people in the u.s and then paramount plus like all the big studios are now trying to do their hand at streaming and when netflix was and it's so funny because this article nailed it netflix was trying to play catch up with everyone else before now everyone's trying to catch netflix yeah and that's where we are but Netflix doesn't have the. Netflix is just this big entity that sh- shoots out. I was gonna say another word. Anything, while all the other studios are are very specific on what they produce. Um, I think because they don't have the the money in, like Netflix to yeah, bankroll it, right? Disney Plus is the catalyst to this. Whatever Disney this or not Disney Plus Disney is Disney in, for sure. And I think they will. I think they will do, they'll start to bring back, um, what's it called? What's their premier access? Premier access. I think it will. And I think they're just trying to make a met, like they're just trying to support the box office and support cinemas right now with like, these films are going to theater. But I think in the long run, they'll make more money with premier access. Rise of the Beasts is the name of the film. Transformers, Rise of the Beasts. Um, You know, you're right. Day and date. I, you're 100% this is, right. This Disney is, is the catalyst. we've been waiting for forever. Like, I've, I've always thought, like, why can't I watch this movie 
same day it comes out in theaters at home it just doesn't make sense the, the super rich people could like there was like yes. those boxes that you could get that are like oh i think yeah. like a hundred thousand dollars to buy it that. and then like you have to go through a criminal reference check to get it yeah. and like you could get the guy come to your house i the, think that sits like, with you to watch it yeah <laughs> like, and if they're if their biggest worry is pirating like dude you it it's gonna happen it's, it's gonna happen the re- content at- is already digital we've had so many movies come out before they've actually hit theaters because they've been pirated by their own people in the studio. Yeah. It's going to happen. Well, I'm, I'm telling you right now, with the way Spider-Man No Way Home has been leaking like crazy, I think there's... Eight, allegedly. Allegedly. There's 8K footage now, I think, of Andrew Garfield <laughs> on set of that film. Wasn't that a, a deep fake? No. That, that video of a deep fake was fake. Yes. Someone's saying, this is what we can do. This is what, so people yeah. were trying to put, so somebody came out and said, no, 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 Andrew Garfield in the movie, this is a deep fake. Let me show you how I made it. But then his video, there's so many layers yeah. to it. That's this, a real video I of Andrew Garfield. I don't like any of this anymore. Like, yeah. I, I just, I want December to come now so yeah. that I, my tinfoil hat can come off. But I'm telling you right now, I feel like this movie's going to leak somehow online. Oh my God. Before, effects. before the release of it. Just done. Well, there's this is so like many leaks. This is the thing, Titanic man. right now. This is the Titanic. There's just water flowing in from everywhere. Um, but Anthony is right. And I think we should visit. I think by the end of this year, let's go back and listen to our 2019 episode where we predict the next 10 years of this oh, movie. The theater? first episode that Anthony will listen to then. Yeah, well, let's do it live on the show so he has to hear. Oh, so it'll be a three-hour-long yeah. episode. I'm just going to close my... And and, and it literally just Anthony just was like, yeah, in 10 years, theaters are the in dust. He had a younger voice. He's like, 10 years? Oh, how, long, how long do you think we've been doing the show for, well, by the way? it's been many years, Daniel. Many moons. Many, many moons. moons. Um, but yeah, th- it's funny because we only had two stories this week, but we spoke like an hour on both. Well, ones, you know so. what? This is what happens when I host, man. I... I give it's cool. It's chill. It's you know? cool. It's chill, guys. Just take a... Take you some let the s- conversation just... just I let it melt. You let it. You let it outstay. Simmer, simmer down. <laughs> Here we go. Let's jump into the box. I don't like whose voice is this <laughs> now. This is a really, still a really creepy man. I'll be honest with you. I don't know him personally, uh, but let's jump into our box office. Cha-ching! Cha-ching! Anthony doesn't yeah, do it. He doesn't, he doesn't do, it do it unless I host. It's unless remote. he's hosting. Oh, okay. That was remote or hosting. Which one? We'll see. We change. The rules. I don't know, man. I, I every time you say cha-ching, I just don't want to say it. Yeah. Box office, Buh! give me the streaming numbers. I don't know about box. <laughs> uh, a million people watched the movie today. Good, good. Shang Chi is set to lead for a third weekend with twenty two million as Free Guy climbs up to number two. So Disney is just the box office, right? Yeah, now. Disney as always, as always. Look at twenty nineteen. Disney, I think, was like sixty something percent of the box yeah. office that year. Wild. So twenty two mil. 22 mil on yeah. like, a, a third weekend. It made 32 mil or 33 mil last week. 30, yeah. yeah, something like that. So, well, yeah. again, it has no competition. Has no comp. Yeah, we got some time. Time to kill. I wonder how much it would have made if it did Premiere Access at this point. I wonder. It would have made more. Sure. You sure? Oh, 100%. Because I would have bought it. <laughs> Liar! There are people like me that would watch it and oh, pay Anthony, that access. You're in the majority. You know that. No, I know that. No, you know that. Like people are going to buy it. Like if I had the option, I would have bought it to have that at home already too. I bought Black Widow. You know, like I, I love having access to those movies right away to watch it. It's awesome. Well, let's jump into some trailers. 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 We've got a bunch of trailers, 
trailers? And Daniel hasn't stopped. Okay. That's because I, I haven't trailer. seen the trailers this week, but Succession <laughs> well, better be on there. We'll, we'll, there, skip, there, it. we'll there. skip it. We'll skip it. We're going to skip it. Andy's also like, I haven't seen the doc this week. What is this show called? Wait, the movie podcast? We have a document that we look at? <laughs> no, we do it all freehand. Uh, we have Param- Param- Paramount. Paranormal <laughs> Activity Next of Ken, which actually is a Paramount movie, and it's going straight to Paramount Plus. Looks like it. It is. No, I'm saying it looks like and it a looks straight to, like a straight to. I mean, what year is it? Why are we getting a par- paranormal activity movie? But what year is this movie supposed to be? I don't know. It looks like it's not supposed to be recent, right? But also, it does look like it's supposed to be recent because there's moments of like he's wearing like a nice jacket. Yeah, but I'm like, that's how I know it's a it's a modern movie. I'm like, the jacket's what, nice. What secret footage are they having here? I don't. I don't know. I don't look. I stopped watching paranormal activity after the third one. Uh, I'm watching the trailer right now here, real quick. This looks like it's. Uh, a little old, a little old still, a little old again. Still pretty old, but now it's new because she's wearing like she's rocking a cool jacket. Interesting. They got Timberlands on. Maybe it's taking place. You know, they had Timberlands in the 1600s. Oh no, they're, they're in a car. <laughs> they had cars in the 1600s. So it's looking like it's like mm-hmm. kind of like everywhere. But I don't see found footage movies. Like I know there was one that premiered at uh, TIFF Dashcam, which I heard very mixed things about. I heard very negative things about it. <laughs> yeah, that. It was so mixed that it was negative. Um, anyways, like, you can, I don't know. Found footage is, is something that you can't do again unless now you reinvent it, which is what Paranormal Activity did the first time. And then we got a slew of them, but we haven't gotten a found footage movie in a while, I feel. You're right. Hawkeye. Let's talk about that trailer because that was a great trailer. Yeah, really, really Loved well it. done. Looked right out of the Matt Fraction comic book. There's literally. Mo- so many moments in that trailer that are right from the comic book as I'm reading it again. Like, well, like the whole like tracksuit Dracula's like, like the tracksuit mob, like the car that they're in, like that, the, like that. There's just literally scene, like there's like scenes that line up right from the comic book mm. in that trailer. So it's really cool. It doesn't yeah. even look like a TV series. It looks like no. a film. It yeah. It's like a movie. It looks, I love the like, Christmas This is going to be like six or seven episodes. Six episodes. Yeah. Six episodes. yeah they didn't even, didn't even show uh, Yelena in it. No. I I, I think they'll build up to her. They'll probably build up to her. But yeah, I, I'm stoked for it. It looks great. I, I'm a sucker for anything set at Christmas time. So the fact that we have like Iron Man 3 set at Christmas, we're going to have Spider-Man No Way Home set at Christmas, and now we're going to have this at Christmas. I'm I'm eating well. I'm yeah. eating that Christmas turkey well. Yeah, eat that Christmas turkey. And we got Succession Season 3, but we'll just get past that yeah. one. Uh, no. okay. Go ahead. Talk about Succession All Season 3. All I gotta say is... Fucking beast! Yeah. Let the fucking beast out! Man, that's like so many f words. Yeah. But that's that was in the tweet. For that the was in the tweet too, for the trailer. Yeah. I'm gonna beast them. I'm gonna fucking beast them. That's the father in the show. It's so so good. he's quoting. So do we allow that? Is that Judges? Yes. They're giving me a nod. Yeah. Why, why are they also above us? Because the, they they look down on us. Uh, why is yeah. it Christian? They're the Christian man. Why is he Christian? I'm like, you can tell it was religion. <laughs> if you haven't watched. Succession. Go watch Succession season one and two. It's I on Crave or um, I've done a bit of season HBO. One. I liked it. It's HBO, yes. So go watch it uh, because this third one, this third season, is gonna be all hell breaks loose with this family. Yeah, guns. A lot of like backstabbing, um, front stabbing, front stabbing, laughing. Oh, uh, <laughs> we're from stabbing to laughing yeah, so quickly. Uh, Skarsgård is in it as well as uh, which Skarsgård? There's a lot of them. The the Peter or Stellan, the the tall Bill, one. the one who was Tarzan. Oh, Alex. Yes, Alex. Alex, as well as Adrian Brody, they're in this um, season. It looks fantastic, and Brian Cox. 
Yeah. Plays the father. He's always phenomenal. His one-liners and just his presence in this trailer is fantastic. And he is the one who says, I'm going to beast them. I'm going to let, I'm going to fucking beast them out because he's, he's the, he's the fucking entity of this family. He's going to beast them. Yeah. When you beast someone. Yeah. You better get out of the way. Yeah. Get out of the way. But yeah, really, really good trailer. I agree. I don't watch it, but yeah. <laughs> we had the PlayStation Showcase trailers that dropped. Now, again, we talk about PlayStation games here because they're cinematic as all hell. They're cinematic medium. Yeah. We got some great trailers. Some of the ones I think we should definitely talk about is Spider-Man 2 and yeah. The Wolverine. And God of War. And God of War. And KOTAR. And, well, yeah, KOTAR was really small, but yes, I agree. But like, come on. It's, oh, gonna, I, it's a I, remake, I, man. I agree. I, I'm there with you. What did you guys think of those trailers? Unreal. That last 10 minutes of the conference was Heat. just mind-blowing. We were yeah. watching it in the car, Shay, before we watched Dear Evan Hansen. And oh, yeah. yeah. Dear Evan Hansen had to live up to that. But, you know, when they drop that fake out where it's like, oh, Insomniac, Marvel. Oh, where's, where's Spider-Man? And then you see, like, this, it's focusing on this guy's knuckles. We're like, this, it's not Wolverine. This is a Wolverine. <laughs> and then you hear the, and it's like Wolverine. It's a standalone game. Lost my shit. Yeah. And then we got... Spider-Man 2, Miles and, and Peter working together. Venom, Craven's in it. Unreal. Unreal. And then we saw God of War. It looks amazing. Just get, War, I can't wait. Looks, I just we're, injected we're, we're, my veins. We're just... Wolverine, open, open world? I feel like a, like a mix. I don't know if it's going to be as big as New York City. I feel like they'll go like Uncharted. Because he can't like... Linear, he can't but big swing. Worlds. Like Wolverine walks. Like he doesn't he's just fly. Gonna, he's just going to claw just, into people he, as he goes. He runs, but he's not a fast runner. Like, he's you not stealing cars. not GTA. He just... <laughs> so yes. people like, <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't see him yes. starting the car with the middle with the claw yeah the claw <laughs> so what do you envision for Wolverine because we know what we're getting for with Spider-Man and with Venom I, and yeah, all that I imagine Wolverine but, like uh, what game are we gonna get are Ryan we gonna Cox. get very like, Wolverine a, a God of War type of style with Wolverine as the character I think closer to Uncharted where it's like it's still linear but there's sections where it might be a big, massive or, area where you can play. Or if we keep it with an insomniac, like the, like Ratchet and Clank, you have these big worlds that you could travel to, and it'll be a big. Uh, no, I don't like the face chase giving me there. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just going to be like kind of big maps to play, and I think we're going to be in Madripoor. I think we're going to play in in like Quebec, in Quebec, in Calgary. Like, give us Canada, give yeah. us Canada in a game. But I also want to see Wolverine Why in the city. Quebec? I, I just said Quebec because there's, there's a, a license Quebec plate. Yeah. But I know he's more. He's mostly from Alberta. You know, it wasn't the, it like it was just on the wall? Yeah. What if he's in Quebec, man? No, he's not in say, Quebec. I don't want him to go. Nothing against Quebecois or Quebecers, but like Wolverine, Quebecers. Ain't, yeah. he, didn't, he ain't going to what Quebec. What if he wants to learn French before he goes to Paris? Is no. he going to? Is he going to be? He'd rather die. Does he? Does Wolverine pronounce Wolverine the second T? Would rather die. Does than Wolverine learn pronounce language? the second T? That is the question. I wanted that on a T-shirt. I've never heard him say Toronto. Yeah, I don't even, I've never heard him say any hey, province uh, yeah, other uh, than <laughs> Crystal Lake or whatever the lake is. I've heard him say, I'm Canadian. But that was also Have Hugh you? Jackman saying. Yeah, because oh, he says Jackman that in, uh, yes. in X-Men Origins Wolverine. Ooh. It's so funny. Because he's like, your country needs you. And he's like, I'm Canadian. Yeah. Oh, good for Logan. Wolverine never God mentions he's from Canada. Except it's like an, It's like a world that he he forgets. Right. It's so funny. Like most Canadians who leave to go to the States. Yes, most Canadians that leave, yes. <laughs> There's like, no, I'm American now. We also got a trailer for Don't Look Up. What is this trailer, by the way, Daniel? You this is the trailer. Thing? This is the... DiCaprio. DiCaprio, Jonah oh, Hill. Oh, right. Sorry, yes. Jennifer I did watch Lawrence. the Chris McKay this one. This one came out in the first week that we were gone. That's yeah. why. So, yes, Don't Look Up. This looks interesting. I don't um, know. 
how I felt about it. It's environmentally based, right? Yeah, and like yeah. it's a the comedy. world's ending. Yeah, some yeah, world's directed ending. by Adam McKay. Yeah, and written by Adam McKay. Um, this trailer Big cast. I it's a Netflix streaming. I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this is something they're looking for towards their awards era, award season or what. Um, interesting. I like Leonardo because he does great character acting, and it's a different character for him that I've never seen him do. So I'm super interested, and it is a comedy. So. Again, I haven't seen. I guess Wolf of Wall Street is a comedy. Would you consider that a comedy? Dramedy, yeah. Dra- comedy, dramedy. Yeah, I was actually watching the trailer for that the other day. It's on Netflix. Yesterday. It's on Netflix now. Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah. I haven't bought it and I was waiting to buy it, but it's now be, it's on it's, Netflix. It's so coming out on 4K it. in uh, December. There you go. But uh, yeah, it. I, I'm interested to see, watch this film. Mm. Just to see, because it's a great cast. You yeah, got Meryl Streep, you got Jonah Hill, you got. DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, who's funny because she's very blunt in her, even in her real life. And we haven't seen both these actors um, in a movie in a very long time. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we also got the final trailer, and they made sure to say it, final trailer for No Time to Die. I'm done with that movie. I'm excited to finally yeah, be watching wa- it. Give, me, give it to me, man. We're excited to die. Because that's what hoping happens in this movie. Just give it to me. I'm, don't give me another trailer. You can't give me a trailer after giving me 10 trailers. We've, we've been and the watching, movie's been done for 10 years. We've been watching this, this trailer for 10, for, sorry, for two <laughs> years now. Like, I've seen him ride his motorcycle up on up that, those stairs, up so, those many stairs so many times now that that stunt Those stairs are not, not there anymore, me. man. That city in Italy, gone. It, Wait, what gone? <laughs> it just, what do you know? It aged it, so it, much. It eroded oh. from how long ago they oh, shot Matt this Vesuvius movie. Mount Vesuvius went off again? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Was it Mount Vesuvius? Yes. It's Pompeii. Was that the mount though? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the vel- the volcano cast. You I don't know. <laughs> Those are your cousins. This is sound Italian. Those are your cousins. Cusanos. Is that, Cusanos. Is that how you Cusano. say it in Italian? Cusano. That's how you say it. cousin in Italian. Uh, you say it. Oh, why is it? I just lost it. You forgot Italian all of a sudden. Yeah, hey, yeah this guy. Your um, you don't say Cusanos. What the fuck is Cusanos? <laughs> sounds like a pizza. I didn't say that. I did say a little bit of it though. The Daniel said it too. Daniel's gonna but look you it don't up. know, huh? You looking at the aim of the Hold on. It's Quasanos. Oh, okay. <laughs> he just smashed his <laughs> did, you, did you forget that your arms were interlocked between your iPad? Kujino? 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 Kujima? Kujima? Yeah, Kujino. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I don't good. like I don't I don't say that it word enough more, enough when enough to say to remember it. In Portuguese it's it sounds more Italian. It's like uh, like prima and primo. You know, it's yeah, like it sounds, it sounds Italian, Italian right? but isn't prima? We call like this, like Latinos say prima and primo. Yeah, like, they call their firstborn primos. Yeah, but even I look guess in that. Italian, primo. You know, primas are the firstborn daughters. Baby yeah. yeah, I'm not a fucking linguistic. Oh, oh shit! shit. Uh, this is not a rival. Oh, I forgot to put that on my list. You watched Rival? Yeah. Okay, let me know. Spoiler. Out this week, we have Dear Evan Hansen, which we have our review out for as well. Um, please listen to our review for that movie, because I think it's a fun one. I was going to say, I had a rule that I forgot to mention yes. during our review of that. Well, you didn't say it, during the review. No, you? I told you before our review. You did, yeah. Once you've played a character in high school, and then afterwards you've played a character outside of high school, or even if you've just never played a high school character, if you played somebody older than in high school, like you can't older. go back. Yeah. You can't go back unless you look the part, right? Unless you this really is a pretty look good rule so far. Yeah, you know, 
like if I, I'm looking at like uh, uh, like the cast of like Booksmart, for example, they've gone off and done other roles. Yeah. Like a Bernie Fieldstein and uh, and, Be- and uh, Beanie, the, Beanie Feldstein. Beanie Feldstein Ber- and Bernie Sanders. <laughs> no, and uh, the, who was she? We just we just looked at her recently as well because she was doing something. What was she in? Was the Last of Us? She was going to be playing Ellie, right? No, no, no. That's who people wanted to play Ellie. What was she? Oh, she was in Dear Evan Hansen. She was in Dear Evan Hansen. Yeah, she yeah, was in the movie we're talking about. <laughs> she looks like <laughs> she, she looks like she's in high school. Oh my! So she God. she hasn't moved on. No, but she could, looks like she's but she looks like she's in high school, so it's okay. Ben Platt doesn't. Listen to the review. Easter egg. I made a fil- I made a little clip for our social. I did not involve. I didn't put Evan Hansen in there. That's I okay. know this because my eyes didn't bleed when. <clears> yeah, you'll it. see. You'll see. Uh, so I, if you are listening to this and you haven't seen our social, uh, our social uh, Instagram is what the kids call it. Yeah, yeah our Instagram <laughs> post. Social. Uh, what do they call the whatever. social medias? The, the video. So I made this video. Go watch it. Enjoy it. I think it's really well <laughs> yeah. done. Anthony but, made it on like an old um, timey PC. I think I made sure his face wasn't in that. In that montage, because Your computer every time I saw that face, it bothered me. Yeah, and I don't know if it's his face or if it's hair yeah. or if it's a combination of both, or because you guys said the movie wasn't a great film. I'm like, I'm not gonna, enjoy, I'm not gonna put it this, put this in. And look, I'll be my honest, montage. I'm gonna be honest with you right now. No offense to Ben Platt, but I wish he thought about it a little longer before he said yes. You know, he's like, wait, guys, but. I'm like 30 though. You sure? I'm like, you sure I'm gonna do this though? And they're like, Man, he's 28, like, right? Yeah, it's 27, 28. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I get. He, he was on Broadway. Up. He did it on Broadway. He cool. can literally Good have kids you, at man. this point. In Give his somebody life. else the role. Yeah, you've already you've already done this role. Give it to somebody else to do. Yeah. All offense to Ben Platt. No, Ben Platt is not a friend of the show. I. You know what? Ben Platt is not hey, a friend ben, of the show. Ben, if you're listening. Uh, and Ben Affleck, both of you. Yeah. Uh, just come on the show. Yeah. No, Ben Platt. And also, cool, The Guilty will be available, limited release. And then I think it's on Netflix October 1st. Yeah. It's also on pirating websites as well. Too. Is it actually? Oh, <laughs> yeah. my goodness. Power oh, yeah, Dog from... and Guilty uh, got leaked from TIFF. How dare you bring that up? I know. Both Netflix films. Yes. Um, the Guilty is available, limited theaters. And then it will be available October 1st on Netflix. Do you think uh, people will now subscribe to Netflix because they watch those two films? Who's not subscribed? Yeah. Who, 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 unsubscribe? <laughs> oh, I've seen, oh, they're, they're on available. Oh, I was waiting for the guilty. Oh, I could get a, did I could a, get a virus. Did we do a review for the guilty yet? Not no, yet, we're going right? to talk about it right now. We're going to talk about it in a bit. Yeah. Okay, cool. We're um, guilty of not doing a Because review. of our, what we're watching is primarily TIFF films. Did you guys want to just quickly talk about the things that you watched that weren't TIFF? Yeah, first? let's do that. Yeah? Let's do that. Yeah, we can definitely Anthony, do that. let's go with you first. Uh, so, started watching a new docuseries called UFO. Really, really, really well done. Oh, that's how you pronounce it. I thought it was UFO. Oh, that was UFO. You, oh, sorry. I didn't put the, the, the dots between <laughs> the UF and the O. Um, oh, pardon me. <laughs> but, offensive. Yeah. But uh, really, really well-made docuseries on Showtime. And if you have uh, Crave in Canada... You can watch it on Crave. Talks about UFOs. And I'm going to put it down. And I said it to you guys in the chat. In our lifetime, we're all in our 30s. Well, I'm a little, uh, early. I'm a little older. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm 30 this year. You're 30. You're but in our lifetime, I'm, I'm be 30 guaranteeing you yeah. we, will, we will meet an alien. The, there, there's going to be an arrival moment. After you watch the there's show. There's going to be an arrival type of scenario. After you watch the show. By the way, you went full alien. Like, you went full tilt. No, because this you shit is addicted. real. This shit is happening. I remember you were trying to take my blood at one point. Dude, I remember, I I remember during, I think it was May or April of 2020, during COVID. 
And this is on the Alien broad COVID. The uh, New York Times came out with an article <clears throat> about unidentified objects that the Pentagon released stating, these are things, these are objects that we can't identify. We're not, this is not going to be top secret anymore. We're going we're gonna to put them out there and they show the video footage of this thing. And it was like, we're going to meet aliens. We're going to meet aliens. It's going to happen. So that's all I'm going to kind of. I'll leave it there. I, I feel like if you go to Anthony's room right now, he's just got like paper clippings all over his wall with like red, you know, string. No, man, I'm not like conspiracy theory. Him. I'm not like, <laughs> dude. No, I'm not worried I'm, about like aliens going to attack us or like. I feel like we'll probably like, see aliens They're, they're going to come over. They're going to take over the world. They're going to take over it now. Yeah. They're, they're not gonna, waiting. They're, they're gonna first thing they're, they're gonna, gonna do. Wait. They're just gonna close all they're the theaters 50. and just put. They, no, everything's on streaming now. And they're gonna buy the movie podcast. <laughs> Yo, what, do you take space bucks? <laughs> space bucks. Uh, do they have colds, by the way? <laughs> also, well, we need some tissues, please. <laughs> like, I have a ready nose. You've got a cold. <laughs> this atmosphere is getting to my allergic. sinuses. Like, well, please. Where are your sinuses? They're on my knees. Also, your knees. Oh. Uh, watch what if? Okay. Episode five. There's a review for it. You didn't watch episode six though. Because <laughs> I, I watched episode six. Was I on five? I wasn't on you five. You weren't on five. So I watched five and six. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, American Crime Story Impeachment. I don't know if we have to do the whole. I'm going to read it to you right now. About American Crime Story Impeachment. Uh, started that. Started episode one. I'm on episode two right at the moment. But uh, very interesting. Daniel has a little thing he's going to say. Do you want to say what your thoughts of impeachment are so far? Sure. So I've watched about six episodes of it so far. And I'm really, really liking it. It's a really good show. I think because it's set in the 90s, so I can, you know, understand a lot of what's happening. Um, I also remember just... Like, not saying I, I don't know what that, what that really means. But the point is, I just remember when this was happening, because I was watching it on TV a lot. Yeah. Because my family loved Bill Clinton and the whole Monica Lewinsky thing. Plus... Sarah Paulson is so damn fucking good in this show. She's absolutely She's going to win whatever award. Whatever award comes out, she's yeah. going to win that. She's going to win an Oscar for a show. Like, it's going to be the first time. She's so good. She's really, really convincing. And even Beanie Feldstein is doing a great job as playing Monica Lewinsky. Um, and I'll be surprised that Clive Owen actually is pretty good as Bill Clinton. One thing that I'm surprised about so far is we really haven't seen much of Hillary yet. Like I'm oh, six episodes in, and she, oh Eddie, really? Eddie Falco has only appeared once. Is it the first episode? She's shooting the Sopranos. At Pardon the same me. Time. First episode? Yeah. Interesting. But where I've left off right now, I think now we're gonna start seeing some Hillary. But it's a great show, and Daniel's <clears throat> gonna do a little bit about it. Impeachment American Crime Story, the highly anticipated third installment of Ryan Murphy's award-winning limited series, premiered September seventh at ten p.m. Eastern. Pacific Time on FX. New episodes to air Tuesday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern Pacific Time on FX. So, Thank you to our friends at FX Canada for sending us this for review. Yeah. Um, thank you so much because I'm loving it. I'm absolutely loving it and I I can't wait to watch more. I've been so here's the, I've been dying to watch a show. It's been a really busy week with Tiff. I'm gonna hopefully just dive in and just go through it all this week to catch up. Yeah. Um, what else? Yeah. So <laughs> I'm going to move on to <clears throat> skip those because those are all tip. Star Wars Rogue One. Put that on. I was looking for a Star Wars film that I really liked. <laughs> Rogue One is the only one in the arsenal of modern day Star Wars films that I really enjoy. Mm -hmm. Then I put on Star Wars A New Hope, but I haven't finished it. But I thought it made sense because right after Rogue One, yeah. let's watch it. Yeah. 
it it kind of like comparing the two i wish star wars was remade so mm. it just flowed it looked a lot. visually it just looks so yes. much nicer the rogue one right um started watching dark side of the ring again because the new season the new season or because this is they had a, a a hiatus within the season so it's episode seven at the moment and they talk about the plane ride from hell really really well done um episode because it really showcases wrestlers at that time and just their behavior and the consequences now like imagine you know, imagine if the the story were to come out in the news now, it would be, uh, it would be over for these these wrestlers, and it was just it just really the time period and how things were so easily, you know, shushooed. Um, I encourage you to watch this plane ride from hell because it talks about Ric Flair, it talks about <clears throat> Scott Hall, it talks about uh, Brock Lesnar and Kurt Henning, um, the late Kurt Henning, and they have the stewardess who were on this plane. They have the you know, Jim Ross, who was on this plane, they have all the characters and they're going to talk about why this plane ride was a plane ride from hell and really, really well done. Uh, he, no, that's another uh, Tiff film. Watch Kate, which is a Netflix original starring Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Mary Elizabeth Winstead. And she plays like this assassin who's now being, who has contracted some sort of um, <clears throat> radioactive poisoning, and she's trying to figure out who poisoned her. I liked it. I liked the film. It wasn't. It's not like this is gonna be like the the box office, you know, billion dollar franchise. But action sequences were good. The violence was great for what it was. Fantastic, and it's all shot in Tokyo. Like it's all it's it's aesthetic is in Japan, so it has a very nightlife yakuza neon kind of look. Neon look. Um, really. <laughs> Really dug it. Uh, forgot who the director is. Uh, he directed something recently. <laughs> Was it Kate? <laughs> no. <laughs> the, the director for this movie is Cedric Nicholas Troyan, who has directed oh the the Snow White, yeah, Huntsman. Huntsman in the Winter's War, which is yeah. in the second one, right? The second one in twenty sixteen. So yeah. visually, it looks good, but. Storytelling is not there, but I liked it. Put on Arrival because I thought, you know what? Aliens are coming. Aliens are coming. I'm going to become um, Amy Adams' character and start interpreting their language. Remember I talked about this? I'm like, man, this movie's too much for me. Like, you got to be an intellectual to really enjoy this film. So I watched it again. I really. I went to university again. (laughs) I learned all about language. No, you do. Like... The idea of learning a language that allows you per- to perceive the future in real time, but not knowing that you are perceiving, it's, that's, that's a crazy it's, it's, it's idea. It's an amazing movie. And yeah. the first language you talk about in that film is Portuguese. Daniel's eyebrows. Oh, yeah. They, they talk about fire. Portuguese not being a love language. Yes. Yeah. And compared to French or Italian or I, Spanish, I agree. I, I concur. You with that tell statement. me right now, you've never swooned a lady. In oh, Portuguese. Uh, those are different things, though. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever swooned a lady in Portuguese? It's a very never. aggressive swooning. When I went to Portugal and I would yell out Portuguese things, um, people first of all just looked at me like I'm a crazy person. Yeah. Um, but also, I didn't feel sexy saying it. Well, 
Måske nej, nej, det er ikke noget That's why I speak English. <laughs> Wait a minute. You told me you don't speak Portuguese all the time? Not to, not to swoon anybody. <laughs> um, obrigado. <laughs> See? I'm repulsed by you right now. <laughs> Denny did a really good job with it. Um, I really love the story. I love okay. the, the idea of like this character who learns this language, who knows the fate of her daughter, still going through it because she needs... Because if she never had her daughter, she wouldn't have, you know, this life. That Everything she, matters in it. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. every, even though like, you know, what would you do in a situation like that? Would you have a daughter that you know is going to die of uh, cancer. cancer or not have her, but it's like miss out on, life. I know it's a selfishness, selfishness to it, but there is a reason why she made that choice. What a great movie. Very, mm-hmm. very good. There should be an arrival too. Still here. <laughs> That's what they call it. Still H dot E dot yeah. E dot. <laughs> and it just starts off it's still DRE. Yeah. I forgot Forrest Whitaker's in it. Yeah. Yeah, he's a he's uh, in the it. general. Army, Army general general. It, yeah. But um yeah, that's it. That's all I watched. Damn over yourself. No, I feel like I watch a lot more than what's oh, on my sure. list. I, I was just putting I have Shang Chi, I have Dark Side of the Nineties, which is another Vice produced documentary series. Really well done. I literally came across it on YouTube of all places. I don't think it's supposed to be on YouTube. I'll be honest with Are you. Are you saying you're committing a crime right no, now? No, I'm not because it's on YouTube. <laughs> I literally was just scrolling through YouTube. I'm like, oh, recommended. Oh. But is it on Vice's YouTube channel? No. It's on <laughs> it's on PirateLeaks.net. That, that's their channel name. Yeah. No, but like, so I was watching. I came across. I was like, hold on a second. Why are these full episodes in HD? On YouTube and like like all there's like seven or eight episodes, so I watched like uh, like a bunch of them. I just had it on. I'm like, wow, like really well done. Same production value as Dark Side of the Night, uh, Dark Side of the Ring. Really great, um, just like interviews and cast people that have it on, on topics. Really, really well done. Hopefully, it will be on Crave or some type of streaming service because I feel like if I go to watch it later, they'll be all be taken down. Yeah, who knows? But yeah, well, you can download YouTube. You know that, right? We can, guys. We need I to don't, stop. I got an app for that. Ourselves any further? Um, There's no incrimination. Other than that, you know, this week, um, I'm, I'm again. This the last two weeks have been such a blur. My, I can't think of anything in my mind that I watched right now. But uh, I was reading a lot of the Matt Fraction Hawkeye comic yes, book. You mentioned that, so that's been taking up a lot of my time as well, too. I forgot to mention. I, I started playing Control. Oh yeah, I saw control, you playing control. The I have no idea what's happening in this game. I have no, I like I'm I'm pretty in in this game right now, and I just don't understand. What's so I got scared, so I stopped playing that game. But I remember I was I was on my PlayStation. I saw you playing it, and it said like what you were doing, and you was like he is uncovering the the dark secrets of the red room, and I'm like, oh, man, <laughs> like this, and I was like Anthony's deep in the game because I have no idea what that is. This is. This wouldn't make sense as a movie because people wouldn't get it. No, but it's but really it works cool though, right? well as a game. Yeah. It like it like because it allows you to like really go into it. But I have no idea what's happening. No idea. No idea. Well, I'll go through mine really quickly because really, um, besides Tiff, uh, I watched that nine eleven inside the president's war room on Apple TV Plus. Thought that was great. Um, the guilty. Uh, that's that's Tiff. Along came Polly. Why did you watch Along Came Polly? You know why? Have you seen it before? Oh, I love that movie. Yeah. Okay. Just yeah, yeah. I, I, it's it's such a funny movie to me, and um, I wanted something just light and easy to watch. And my girlfriend hadn't seen it, and we put it on. Had a great time with it. Um, I watched Being James Bond, which is available on 
iTunes, if you can, you can rent it for free, which is kind of weird. You can rent it. It's free and it's available for 48 hours, but you can keep renting it as many times as you want to watch yeah. it. Um, just put it on the platform. Just I don't get put it. it for free then if you just, I don't know, it's just weird. Um, but it's really good. It's a 45 minute overlook on, you know, Daniel Craig as James Bond. And there's no like footage of them like talking. It's more so just footage that was from behind the scenes. And it looks like it's all like cleaned up and brand new. Cause I haven't seen a lot of it before <clears throat> and it's just, you know, Barbara Broccoli and I believe somebody else and uh, um, Daniel Craig and Daniel Craig. Yeah. Yeah. They're talking over it about, you know, how he talked about, Slashing his wrists when he was finishing, you know, uh, Spectre. How... Like joking about slashing. Yeah, well, yeah. like, sorry, how he was joking about sorry, it. Sorry, okay. Not he actually how Not he like, actually no. was. <laughs> Craig didn't they, slash they, they talked about that. They went into great detail about it, too. And then they talked about why Quantum of Solace was a failure. When they talked about, you know, when he was cast as Bond, how people were so upset that he was blonde. But when the first picture came out of him coming out of the water in Casino Royale, the narrative changed. And they were like, like, okay. Yeah, we're good. He's, he's the next Bond. We're fine with it. So it was, it's a really good um, documentary. And again, it's free. So if you go on your Apple TV or you go on whatever iTunes, just look for it. It's called Being James Bond, uh, Daniel Craig. And uh, it's great. He's been Bond for most of our lives. Most of my life. Yeah, most of our lives. Yeah. yeah. Wild. Well, let's jump into what's happening at TIFF and how our TIFF experience was, the movies you watched at TIFF, and what we think, you know, could be different about TIFF. Now, this year's TIFF was a little different. Obviously, you know, dealing with the ambiguity of, of this of this pandemic, we had a bit of a hybrid TIFF this we year. We did, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. You know, we had some movies that we got to see in, in theaters. Um, we'll talk about how that experience went, and we got to see a lot of films at home and how that experience went as well. Um, we opened the festival um, with Dear Evan Hansen, which we got to see in the TIFF Lightbox. No? Was it? Scotiabank. Scotiabank. I apologize. Scotiabank. Probably one of the loudest theaters I've ever been in. One of the life. loudest theaters. <laughs> and here's the thing. And, and if, if anyone from TIFF is listening, which I hope you are, the, the biggest issue that we had with TIFF this year was when we were you know, one of the first, people's, first people to get in to buy tickets or secure our press tickets, it said it by... Best available. But when you're doing through Ticketmaster, to them, best available is the front because they think you're going to a concert. Right. So when we watched all of our <laughs> films, we were like in the front of every yeah. movie. We theater. should have delayed buying our tickets. We should have like waited not just a the weird... front, like the front. The front where you front. have to not, tilt not, your head. Not, not like front where it's like. Not the little weird corner like in the beginning where like it's like there's a like four of three rows, rows that are just flat. No, like. Well, in the light box we were, but like there's yes, a lot sorry, of theaters that we were in where it's just like, wow, we are just very close. Every to the movie screen. we watched with our necks tilted pretty high up, I'd say. Yeah. Um, and it was a weird thing because to me, and what that created was a lot of the seats in the back were empty because, you know, people maybe didn't want to go see Dear Evan Hansen at that time. They wanted to go see another show of it. Right. So there was some seats still available in the back. So maybe But I also think they year. left things open for social distancing too. But that's the thing. We don't know. Distancing. We don't. The social distancing was not the strongest. One seat next to you. That's basically. It. They didn't and even. No seats behind you. No, but there were no. There were seats. Seats like behind you were still ones, full. The one seat behind you was empty, but then the seat on your left and your right shoulder yeah. was taken. No, but but that depended where you we were in the theater Correct. because we were had theaters where there's people directly behind me. Correct. They didn't offset it. And like full disclosure too, you know. At Dune, we got the email yeah. from Tiff saying, "Hey, there is a there's a known positive case 
and they were at this screening of Dune that you were at. And they sitting coughed next to you. So, yeah. so they said, no, they didn't say it was sitting next to us. So I, I got a COVID test. I'm like, I'm going to go get a COVID test. I test negative, thankfully. Thank God. But uh, it was one of those things where I'm like, hey. Can you see your COVID test real quick? I just want to verify. I just want to make sure it's legit. Yeah, it looks a little fake. All um, our listeners who are... Uh want to know they want you to post it i'll yeah. post it i'll post it post and your address uh no but here's the thing <laughs> and your that's at least the system working though right right i was at costco today there's no social distancing going no, on there no, it was no. literally sardines in a can you there the covid test because you were at costco i feel like i should have should yeah um but again that's the system working that's what you want to see yeah um but yeah i think for future um yeah maybe best available let's maybe not put them at the front row Again, first world problems. I get it, but it's, it's I it's, get I, it. I'd say that that's a pretty big one when you're trying to review a movie and you're just agitated by it. like I would never. I don't like watching movies in the front row. Like, no, that's that was not where we would buy seats to watch no. something. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, though, I think Tiff went pretty smoothly for us, I've, with the exception of yeah, like us not being able to all watch the movies together. Right. Right. But I've, um, I felt Tiff came and ended really quickly. Yes. And I feel that is 100% true because it was so front-loaded of all the biggest movies, I think, in the first couple days. And we got to see a lot of stuff before TIFF as well. Yeah. Like Spencer, like, like, uh, to 10. Well, Spencer was and, right, right in there. Yeah, but Spencer was, like, I guess, like, the first day of TIFF. Yeah. But, like, there was a lot of movies, like, the week before that yeah. were leading up to it that we could have gone to see. Um, But, yeah, I think, like Anthony said, like, TIFF this year, yes, there was a lot of big movies there. But... It just kind of felt like it just kind of came, and then now it's because floats away. The movies that did come out, which were the big films, um, yeah, they came out between Friday, Saturday, Sunday, yeah, of the first week, and there was nothing in between. Usually, you would sprinkle just so you could continue that tiff feeling that in the feeling city. throughout the week, right? And, yeah, and it just felt like well, the biggest movie was Dune that came, um, Spencer that came, and then. And not a lot of not a lot and of celebrities last, came last and, night in Soho. Yeah, and that's it. And there was their selection, and I don't know if this was Tiff selection or just they just didn't have films to select. Their selection wasn't the strongest. Even those um, the smaller films, the smaller films that are very big eventually throughout the year, there was nothing. Nothing is there, and you know, I felt like Venice got more options. Yeah, yeah I look well, back to like yeah. sorry, go ahead, right. please. Oh, I was just gonna say I look back to like 2019 Tiff where we had. Parasite, Sound of Metal, Joker, Ford uh, Ford Ferrari, Ferrari, Honey, Honey Boy. Boy. It was. It just felt like fire after fire after yeah. fire. And again, and that's the thing. This is where we're at with film festivals right now, where you get a big splash when you have big films there. You have Dune premiering here. Dune premiered, I guess, Canada here. It was in Venice, right? It was in Venice, yeah. Um, but it's that thing. Are these festivals meant for big films? I guess, yes, you need to have the eyes on it. You need to have that splash. You have to have that big press push. At the end of the day, the films that make the festivals are those smaller films, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. Those are out of the hundred, a few, hundred plus movies that are at TIFF. They're the ones that want the eyes. The ones, those are the ones that need to have the yeah. presence of it. Right? So I don't know if there was no movies being made at last year during COVID to be prepared for TIFF, right? Because there are those big films that have those small films that have big actors and actresses in it, and they weren't there at this year's TIFF, right? They were, they were missing and. Even if we take, for instance, Ridley Scott's uh, The Duel, that should have been a film at TIFF. I wonder, but it was at... The uh, Last Duel, yeah. The Last Duel. Where was it at? Where did it premiere? Was it Venice? Venice. Yeah. And it's just, okay, if it premiered there, still come here and really, like... But I think... Sh- I think share it. I think the it. fact that 
Maybe they didn't like that Dune. Uh, sorry, that they were doing a hybrid festival. Venice was only in person. And again, I, again, this is another very first world problem. This is a very press problem. But the press experience of TIFF is not the same of going to public screenings. The fun of public screenings is getting to see the directors, is getting to see the cast, mm-hmm. getting the people with the, the general audience buzz reacting to it. Press screenings, and this is not exclusive to TIFF, this is just the reality of press screenings in general. They're very quiet. You know, we'll, we like Free Guy, Shang Chi, things like that. Like I'm uh, like movies that we've seen recently at press events. Early in the morning, quiet. People are there. They watch it. They have their notebooks. They go. And do they, go they go it, and it, they it's, dip. It's it's really like a job. Yeah. Say it. Again, we are so thankful that we get to be part of those. But again, it's it's not the same experience of watching a movie opening night. And like I always think of Endgame, right? It's not it's not that moment of you're with an audience and people are like cheering and going crazy it's very different yes there are fans but there's like almost a very professional atmosphere to it and that's how it is as well at tiff especially at these screenings um there's the 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 thing is getting to watch the movies to talk about so you could do your interviews write your reviews do that stuff but the magic of it isn't there as much as when you're at an actual press event yeah being tired uh going movie to movie that's still a factor 100 percent. oh yeah but the magic of being at these events is not it's not as glamorous as you would i guess not expect it to be but hope would be when, when you're so used to, i guess we're so used to the public like, screenings, I, I, I think right? people assume that like well i'm again i don't know i assumed at one point that the way it worked would be like yeah it'd be almost like you're at red carpet galas and like you're walking in and like yeah you know the director's right there but that is more so for the public side for us you know we're watching the movie and we're so <clears> grateful <throat> we're so happy that we got to see these because we get to talk about them um with everybody here and i know that um what ended or closed Tiff off was the recut of Kafka. Yeah. By Steven Soderbergh, which is his 1991 film with Jeremy Irons. And that was his uh, mystery film. That was his mystery film that they said, hey, you know, Soderbergh's going to come by and drop a movie. And I mean, the way Soderbergh works is he he's making movies left, right, and center all the time, it feels like. Even yeah. though he said he's going to retire. And he's, he's here. Been doing like, Did he shoot that movie on an iPhone too a couple years ago? He shot a couple films, I think, on an iPhone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what? So we we put out a lot of reviews that you could listen to from right. Tiff. We're so we're still going to drop our eyes of the eyes of Tammy Faye review as its own review review. So look forward to that very soon. That one we got a little bit later than expected. Uh, but what films did you guys want to talk about that we didn't put reviews out for um, that you wanted to give a shout out to? So yeah, um, I'll put a like. So these are the films that I watched at Tiff that we didn't put a review out for. So Power of Dog. Uh, the Guilty, Humans, and that's it. So yeah, The Power of Dog, guilt, The Guilty, and Humans. And I feel like we also, all of us, watched at least one or two movies that the other ones haven't watched, which I think is also a case here, which is nice. I like that. Like We can all each talk about a film that we watched that we all didn't watch. Yes. Like, you watched Humans, Daniel and I did not watch Humans. You watched Scarborough. I don't think... You watched Scarborough? No. No, we didn't watch Scarborough. And I watched Aloners, and you guys didn't watch Aloners. I wanted to watch Aloners, but it expired because we didn't get into the app, but the app was not a great experience. Yeah. We we will get into the app. Yeah. The app was one of those things that... Especially now. Yeah. Oh, may as well just talk about it now. Like, uh, it didn't show you the name of the movies on the Apple TV side. On the Apple TV app. So you were kind of guessing by the thumbnail, and then when you click into it, it wouldn't tell you when it went live. Yeah. You just kind of... Coming soon. You would have to like kind of look on the TIFF website to see, okay, it's premiering now. Does that mean it's going to be on the website now or on yeah. the app now? And then you'd go into it, okay, two days to watch it. And then 
you could favorite things. So I literally went through and favorited a bunch of movies. And then you're like, and then I'm like, oh favorites? wait, there's no favorites list. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then when you'd go into every movie, it would send you back to the top. Yeah, it would go back to the top. So it was a, little, a very cumbersome experience that app. But uh, yeah. the feedback for next year. But but again, the it worked nice though, about at least. the app, it worked. Like when you clicked on the movie, it played. It never paused. It never crashed. It never had weird buffering issues. So shout out to the servers, I guess, that are yeah. pushing these movies out because you know they're obviously authenticating them and letting us watch them. Um, but yeah, the app. Overall experience, not the greatest. Um, but what were we going to talk about before? Sorry, that we um, so we were talking about films that we watched that uh, we didn't uh, put we reviews out for. Yeah. Um, I really love Scarborough. Uh, Scarborough, literally, people are like, Scarborough? Like, in in Ontario? Yeah. Close to Toronto? Yeah. Yes, that's Scarborough. Um, so this film was directed by Rich Williamson and Sasha Nakai. Um, basically, it's just about takes centers around these kind of three different kids and their family and it's a low income area and i just loved how real this movie was this movie just shed light on what these kids are going through what you know what scarborough is and i think it was just such a love letter to the city of scarborough but also it painted the reality of these are what a lot of kids live with when you're coming from homes that maybe single parent family um maybe you're like th- these kids don't have money and also deals with like this this teacher who was trying to set up like this basically this program for kids to come to so they could learn to read and hang out with and um it's just it's such a beautifully done film it's based off of a novel as well but um i thought this was such a a huge standout at tiff and the fact that is you know it's canadian made and um really beautiful film i definitely encourage you there's no release plan for it yet. I, I, I promise once I find out more details or once you find out more details on how you could watch this film, um, I will be shouting it from the rooftop because this was an absolute standout at TIFF and definitely one um, that you should make time for to watch when it does come to some type of theater or platform to watch it because it was just su- such such a beautiful uh, film, really Amazing. beautiful film. Amazing. I love films that are like based out of our neck of the woods yeah. that we can relate to because we real. know we see it and we we know about it um and it's so well done you just yeah. kind of have i think you like it a lot Anthony. pride about me for it yeah i think you'd be like yeah it's okay no no no, no i just i because no, i know because i know anthony kind of like he loves scarborough he loves <laughs> he loves I grew that. up in scarborough so you know um no i did not grow up in scarborough i, was say, I like, have what? very close friends who wait live for the, in the sequel of I, yeah I, have, I i used to go to scarborough <laughs> a lot but yeah i, I think i believe you man i swear to god do you pronounce the second R in Scarborough? <laughs> Wait, Scarborough? Is that not Scarborough? Scarborough? Uh, yeah, what's your nickname in Scarborough? Oh, my nickname is Scarborough? Yeah. Scabs. <laughs> oh, Scabs from Scarbs? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Scabs from uh, Scarbs. Scabs from Scarbs. Like, oh, it's, it's Shabs, Shabs? But then it'd be like Scabs. No, but uh, yeah, Scarborough, beautiful film. Make the time to watch it whenever you can because it's, uh, it's a great one. Okay, thank you. What about you? <laughs> what did you watch? Uh, I watched Aloners, and I thought Aloners was a great film. It's a Korean movie, um, and I didn't know what it would be about. But it's it's a very subtle film, and it basically deals with this character who you know lives in Korea, and she just goes about her day to day life, and she works as a um, like a customer service agent over the phone, and pretty much lives her life on her own. She goes from work, doesn't really talk to anybody there, gets in a bus, always on her phone goes home, watches TV, and then goes to sleep. And then her mom passes away, and then her neighbor passes away, and suddenly she's now becoming more involved in life. She has to train somebody at work who is a 
bit more on the opposite end where they love going out, where they love being, you know, talkative. And it was a really cool story because you're just witnessing a character. There's no real story in the sense of like a beginning, middle, and end. It just, you're just watching this character kind of come out of their shell. And it's not like this big revealing moment at the end where, you know, she dances in the middle of the street, but it's all very believable and very well paced all the way throughout. And I really, really had a good time with it. Um, it's directed by Hong Sonun, and, you know, honestly, God, really good. I'm excited to see what, you know, she does later. We also watched uh, Encounters, which I thought was a really great film as well. Oh, yeah, yeah um, I, didn't, I didn't get to watch that because it expired. Yeah, another one expired. <laughs> yeah, a lot of these movies that I watched, they were like right at the cusp yeah, of expiring. Uh, directed by Michael Pierce. Uh, good movie. Uh, I don't think... I, I, I did have some issues with the movie, but I think the thing that was strongest in this film, as always is Riz Ahmed and just his performance in this film as a dad who's just trying to reconnect with his kids, but also is dealing with his own internal issues right now, being a former soldier and uh, having some, uh, you know, maybe just seeing things that aren't there. Yeah. This movie, this movie was very, very interesting because um, I didn't know what it was going to be about. I watched the trailer and I was like, I don't know. I love Riz, but like, let's see what, where this goes. And when the film really starts to kind of unravel itself, I was very engrossed in it. And I think the ending is going to be one of those things where people are going to be on, you know, okay, I loved it, or yeah, the yeah, movie's good, but the ending needs some work. And I, the more I think about the ending, the more I liked it, but it's not something that I'm again, I'm going to be watching over and over again, but no, I really, no. really had a good time with it because the story of fatherhood that's displayed here and the level of empathy you feel for Riz's character, I think was insurmountable. Like it was yeah. really, really well done. Um, yeah, I think the ending for myself, ending wasn't the one I was in love with. For sure. Um, but still, I, I think just Riz throughout carry this film. Um, oh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, Night Raiders is another one that we watched a little oh, yeah. bit before TIFF. But that was much before TIFF almost, right? Yeah, it was, like, I think, two weeks before TIFF started. Yeah. But it was at TIFF. It was yes, a TIFF it was film. at TIFF, sorry. Yes. Uh, really cool movie. Kind of gave me Last of Us vibes. Uh, uh, directed by uh, Dennis Goulet. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically takes place in the future. Uh, kids are basically, if you have a kid, they have to be enlisted into this program to fight in the in the military or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but also it was kind of like a, a an allegory for, you know, I, I think just the indigenous children being taken and forced to live, like, with within, I guess... With, the, with the, the white man or Catholicism, well, things like, like that. You look at the you know the the, the schools, the schools, right? right? And I and I think it was very timely watching it and and uh, and and seeing that uh, and then watching this film and being like, wow, like it was weird timing, yeah. And it, it's 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 funny because it's it looks like it's shot in Toronto, and it was, yeah, and it, yeah. it was, and it's it's a New Zealand film, so Taika produced it. Taika Taika was an executive producer, yeah, on it, yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, well done, movie. What about Flea? We watched Flea, Flea together. Was, oh, Flea was so good. And so we missed Flea at Sundance this year, which we were also at. Yes. And I'm I so we, bummed. We saw it at Fl- Sundance. So we, we had to choose. It. We had to choose between Flea. And it was a guy holding a gun to our No, head we well. literally had to choose because they were premiering at the same time. So Sundance was a little different. Yeah. Uh, Flea or Coda. Yeah. So, I mean, Coda I'm really was really glad we watched Coda. Really great that we watched Coda early. Yeah. But Flea, I, I'm bummed that we had to wait so long to finally watch. Because what a beautifully, again... Uh, it's beautiful story. It's a documentary told with animation, so you're actually seeing the story unfolds. Um, and we know that Riz Ahmed is also going to be doing the English narration when it releases later this year. But what a well just crafted story! Mm-hmm. I could talk about that movie forever because it was it hit me in the feels. It was so beautiful, and it was so 
it was a level of sad that didn't depress me, but it just made me go, man, it's yeah. a sad bit beautiful. It's like, you know, it's it's that that yeah. a story of immigration and and literally fleeing from your country because what your what your orientation you know and just it's something i think that on the surface level you'll see this film and be like oh you know i won't be able to relate to this story but this is just one of a million stories of people who have left their own country Mm -hmm. to evade something but also to find themselves See, i I thought of our like like our we're all immigrants here yeah I, i literally thought of you know our family, like our family, when they immigrated here, they probably had to go through some stuff like this. Yeah, some level of discomfort. And again, the what they show in this in this movie is is extreme. What they had yeah. to go through, and I'm hoping none of our family no. did. But I'm sure it was still difficult. You know. Yeah, yeah. there his story, and we'll I'll, we'll talk yeah. about. It. So he he is the Afghani who escapes. Um, I guess the Mujahideen. Mujahideen and the Taliban war that was happening during that time and they go to to Russia with nothing and he has to him and his family of uh, his two sisters and and a brother they have to escape and try to get to Europe and gotta go on boats and be with people they don't know and be in situations where they they're not too sure they're gonna live um it's it's an absolutely horrific tale of um i guess what's the word when someone has to like go through a lot of things a struggle a struggle yeah i'm thinking of another word but um sadness but like at the end everyone's okay like a crucible yeah like at the end like you know that <laughs> what they got to is not in crucible um you're laughing, Shane. You're like, no, no, your, your word is stupid. No. <laughs> a crucible is like it's just it's through. so sad, and you know, you see yeah. these stories about refugees from Syria coming into Canada. Yes. And we know this, and you don't know how much trouble they got to to get to our country. All we think about is why are they come to our, why are they right. here? Why who, and we're still don't bring your problems here right yeah. now? Coming to Canada yeah. with the Taliban attacks that are happening like, right now. Yeah, this movie is really relevant. Very relevant. And again, it's like, just it's it's one of those like we were saying, this is one of millions of stories. Oh my yeah. God, yeah, right? millions of stories. And it's super sad. Like, and also, it, it's a, he's gay. Oh, and also that being a huge part that's of a his huge part of it. Yeah, yeah, it's a huge moment because you, you you're talking about someone who's a from Afghanistan, you know, possibly Muslim as well, and the fact that. Yeah, how many how many strikes can we check off? Yeah, because like, he's, he's struggling to reveal his identity yeah. to his, and his I just mean, partner. I mean that as like things like, he has to go th- overcome, right? Like no, with, yeah. with our Western civilization. Because all throughout this documentary, he's telling everyone that my family's dead. Because he has to put that out there. because yeah. he's worried that he'll be sent back. It's to, all real, right? To Afghanistan, where he will, you know, die. Like that's he has to create this act where he has to continue. And he doesn't want to share it with anyone because he yeah. feels like if he does, you know, all the people in his life are going to be pulled yeah. away. So very, very su- super surprised. I didn't expect this from an animated film, and it's from Denmark. Yeah. So it's a it's Danish. It's, it's a Danish film. So everything like the, I know we're doing a. There's an English dub that's going to be Rizamid is going to play, play the voice. Yeah. The um, the Main character, character. and he's also um executive producer of this yes. film as well. Yeah. Directed by uh, Jonas Poher Rasmussen. Yeah. 
Um, we, yeah, we, we have a reviews out for Last Night in Soho and in Dune. Um, great, great conversations there. Um, we didn't really talk too much about the power of the dog. Um, but we will have like maybe a mini review after that, or do you want to just do it now? I'll be honest. I don't have much to say about it. I, like, I, say I, that I know people liked movie. it, but I, it wasn't too big for me. I was upset that I really wanted to watch Belfast. And that's the thing. So now we just, you know, breaking news. We just had the, you know, TIFF's movie award that just went out. People's Choice. People's yeah. Choice. And it was Belfast, directed by Kenneth Branagh, who showed up at our screening of Dune. He was at our screening of Dune. Yeah. I hope it maybe, wasn't him that Maybe he brought the, the COVID. The vid. Hope not. <laughs> hope not Mr. Branagh. But, you know, his film starring Jamie Dornan. We really wanted to see it, but the press screening of it got canceled, and I think it was tonight. Tonight we, they they had another screening of it. Yeah. When, when People's Choice gets announced, they have another screening. Yeah. So it's, we didn't get to watch it, but we will. We will obviously watch it, and we'll have a review for that. But what was your movie of Tiff? Spencer. 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 Yeah. Uh, have a good night, too? ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I'll say yeah. Spencer too. Spencer. I, I I haven't stopped thinking about it. Spencer blew me away, and it's a movie that I, like you said, I I've I've been thinking about it the last week and a half. Yeah. I absolutely loved that movie. Spencer's not getting the praise yeah. that you think it would be getting. Yes, I agree. I it's, agree. It's it, not being talked about enough. It's not because Belfast was it premiered at Venice. Yeah, I think so. Because I thought. Like, I haven't watched Belfast, so I can't say. Um, but at the Venice Film Festival, Spencer didn't win much or didn't even, was recognized, but not to the point where it was celebrated. Like, Kristen Stewart didn't win Best Actress. Well, so I think it was at Telluride, uh, Belfast. Um, not uh, Penelope Venice. Cruz won. Uh, Best Director did not go to anyone that we know it went to the director that directed ta- ta- the power ta- of dog Tini. oh yeah yeah did. um best picture at uh venice film festival i think went to um oh from the tip of my tongue you looking it up daniel no <laughs> <laughs> uh i can look it up venice film festival Sorry, i was looking at the director of spencer is pablo loren that's that's the name i was yes on. yeah yes yes but i think but uh even though spencer isn't getting the discussion it deserves i think kristen stewart is a lock for best actress i do not think we will see anyone penelope bruce will will give her a run for her money i think i also think uh jessica chastain and tammy faye will be will be in the conversation for hand best of, actress hand of god was it that yes one? Hand, of god. hand of god that's one yeah yes. the one that diego maradona is uh suing for right Written by yes. paolo Sentorentino. yeah which is based on it's an autograph autobiographical of his life yeah. in italy but I, but I think Netflix streaming, Netflix, yeah, yeah. But what's also funny is Belfast is the same thing, but in Ireland with Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, but you know yeah. the Irish. They're not cool. <laughs> Whoa, you know, ladies and gentlemen, we Kenneth, do not approve Kenneth of Branagh, the views. Come, come on, the show. Andy and, uh, is now let us know about here. the Irish. I didn't say anything about the Irish. I'm just saying, I don't know. You, you know, when you're in Italy, you're cool. Oh, you but live uh, on the beach. But I, but I honestly think because the Oscars appeal more to like the. Uh, the princess dies. The no, like no, the this, public. more like the public viewing. But like, would the royalty play a factor in? I don't. Maybe I don't think so. I, I think royalty in terms of like people. Oh, being you mean like inter- in interested show? in it? Yes, the ro- Yes, because I feel like the royal family is loved by American audience. Yes, so that's why I think that she's a lock be. for best actress. Look, I've been I've been bragging about 
you know, Kristen Stewart. You've been Kristen Kenneth Stewart bra- 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 about- I've been bragging about Kristen Stewart's performance in Spencer because it absolutely blew me away. Yeah. Kristen Stewart was not an actress that, you know, I would go see her movies for. And I don't think this is going to change it. But I do think that this performance is phenomenal. She yeah. completely changed my perspective. Um, the movie is also shot beautifully. I mean, we we gush about it on our review. But yes, this is this is a, a phenomenal film and one of my absolute favorites from the festival. Yes. There is not much to choose either. That's the thing. Like, I watch Humans. Oh, yeah. What do you think of Humans? A lot of people that. love that. Love the people film. People thought it was going to get uh, People's Choice at TIFF. I watched it, but it just didn't connect with me. The story is directed by uh, Stephen Karam, and it takes place in a, like, during Thanksgiving. It's a family who, who basically gets together on Thanksgiving and just airs out family drama. And it's just like, I, I, I just couldn't connect with it because I feel like that's like with everyone, every family. Yeah. And I guess that's where the human part comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, it stars a great cast. So you have uh, Beanie Feldstein, Stephen Yun, Amy Schumer, Richard Jenkins, uh, and June Squibb. <clears throat> I don't, I don't want to say it, but like I feel like <sighs> everyone has drama in their family. The way they portrayed it was very passive aggressive, right? And it does, it just comes off as a very white. <clears throat> type of family drama it's like a not first world problem not no no i mean like um like a white family type of uh, drama. this is like if you come to an italian type of household during thanksgiving it's a different type of drama right but it's yeah. it doesn't it's not as we'll say intellectually paced yeah. and and drawn out you know what's interesting a, but there is a lot of passive aggressive nature especially with the sisters and the father and how they deal with um mental illness and being gay and 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 just life in general Mm -hmm. and it's supposed to be like a horror story at the same time there's supposed to be this eeriness in this household but i just couldn't really that's what i kept hearing that it was because i feel like like the horror that's a24 like a24 is like no we have to have something that has horror the horror is them the the family themselves being this nature this humanistic nature of just not just living the like being joyful on this day and just bringing it down um i liked it but i just i also didn't like that it it took place in one sitting it takes place in this duplex and it's like a play there's not yeah it's very playish and it felt like this is not an 824 film and uh, the first thing when i saw it was 824 and steven yoon was in it i'm like yeah i'm gonna watch this but i just couldn't connect with it you know what's interesting this is what i was gonna say before this film is premiering in november in theaters and on Showtime. Really? Yeah. So it's going to be a Showtime produced yeah, movie. So it's, it's going like to be in theaters and then you could watch it on Showtime day and date. Wow. It's a movie that doesn't, would work at home. You'll get more people watching it. Yeah. But other than that, you know, Tiff has just been interesting. I mean, I'm happy it happened. I'm happy that we were there. Uh, and I'm just hoping for next year we'll be in a better spot where. You know, we'll have more movies, we'll have more screenings, we'll have just more presence there because, you know, it, it, it's hard. It's, it's again, you may not think of it, it's exhausting watching oh so many God, movies. Yeah. And I'm glad that we also pace ourselves and we all watch, got to watch mm-hmm. different things too because, you know, in years past, you know, like, like 15, 20, 30 movies oh and that's God, just yeah. too much. That's too much to all take in, you know? Yeah. I, I hope to really 
like focuses or restructures or just really looks at the medium of where you know how they they release or give things out to to people in terms of screenings and yeah and viewing viewership even for us and i will be you know frank we like not all of us got um, options to watch it and i think like the film festival looks at a medium where people are reviewing like the press as a single individual entity rather than having all these other options where people now do podcasts they do it privately and people get more listeners than readers would actually read a, a paid uh subscription to the toronto star so it i want more flexibility and i want them to acknowledge that i think that's one thing that they need to be looking at in the future because the future is not newspapers the future is us like the movie podcast the movie podcast like podcast baby and that's what like this is this is where people are getting their content and it's you want you want voices on it i think when you read a review you could have one distinct voice but what i love so much about our show so we have three. Um, is we have three three voices. Um, one Portuguese, one Italian, and one Mexican. Well, a Mexican when it's useful. <laughs> no, but we have three distinct voices. So even if we like something, we're bringing three perspectives of why we like it. If we don't like something, we'll bring three perspectives of why we don't like it. Get and the bureaucracy out. You know what I mean? Like we we bring that perspective to it. The yeah. future is the movie podcast. The future is the movie podcast. That is our logo and slogan. People are like not so. They're just they like unsubscribe. Did you, one star. Did you guys make it two hours into our uh, yeah. to our episode? Wow, today? this was a long episode. And again, this is what happens when I host, baby. I, bring I don't it. like this voice, Shay. <laughs> this is my, my I don't like my it. southern slippy. Uh, go back to doing Venom because <laughs> Venom's coming back <laughs> for our, for our OGs for our OGs, for OGs who were on this time with on YouTube back in 2018. I, I popped the Venom. Yeah, I don't like that either. Yeah. I popped that Venom. I came like we're, we're cutting that out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you came in like we're cutting this, we're cutting that, we're cutting yeah. Daniel out. I'm like, whoa, hold on. <laughs> What do we have left? <laughs> One voice. Like they like it at TIFF. Wait, yeah. no, that's not what we want. <laughs> well, you know what? We love TIFF. We had a great time at TIFF. It is our it is our festival here in Canada. It is, you know, what we love to go to and we we can't wait to go back next year. I know we're already looking forward to it. So this is this was a great time and we had a great time at TIFF and I'm excited to see what's gonna be happening now. We're gonna have some great movies coming out. We had a great conversation. How'd you guys think of today's episode went? Great. It's I nice hate to be it. Oh wow. That means you like it. It's nice to be back to our weekly episodes. Um and yeah, again, as the next few months go, the last three months of this year. Is it three months? Four months? I'm not a calendar, so I couldn't tell you. Um about three three months and change. <laughs> calendar. Obviously man. we'll we'll keep you in the know of what's gonna happen with Weeks off, weeks on, things yeah. like that. But wax on, wax off. Yeah, <laughs> you know I said it in my too. Like I know this was a long episode for our audience, but I think when we do these longer episodes, there's there's a lot to say and a lot to talk about. And I think you know, out of the past six seven months, we really haven't talked this much about film. So I think that's an important thing. Yeah, definitely. That, I agree. Um, our audience will appreciate if they stay for the full. Right. Yeah, stay tuned for after the credits. Yeah, there will still be more. There will still be us more. Talking. There's three more hours left of this Gosh. episode. No, but you know what? You can always find us on every social media platform available to mankind at the movie podcast. We also have our email hello at the movie podcast.ca. And you read, you heard some of the reviews that people have left um, on our on our Apple podcast page. Please leave some. We love reading them out. We have a great time. You know, it's hap- we, it makes our day. It absolutely makes our day when people respond back to us. Um, 
we were our every single Monday we'll have a new episode coming out just like this one and throughout the week we'll have a re-episodes coming out as well that was this time with the movie podcast we'll see you next